practically every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic checkers on the record albums have their own This is a special question. We don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sense media. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it... I'm not Adam, though. Okay. I'm not Adam Dunn, but this is his show. <laughs> welcome to Miami and welcome to the Adam Dunn Show. Welcome to the Adam Dunn Show. I am your host, Adam Dunn. I don't have a beard. Well, he has my Adam beard. Dunn, I found it. It's been, I've been looking for it for the last few episodes, as you may have noticed. And I feel like I have now dialed it in. Um, but yeah, I'm here in Miami still. Second show. Uh, I reached out to Nicotee. I said, listen, man. I'm in Miami. I know you guys did Dabadoo recently, so what's going on? And he uh, links me up with Gringo Loco here. And uh, we've crossed paths in the past, so it was kind of a, a, a catch-up. But uh, I just figured, you know, we bring some local local flavor here. Miami is definitely uh, a can-centric spot. And I, and I have to say that the shows we do based on anything around here brings out the fire in people i guess it must be all those cuban growers right they're freaking Rrr! but no in general is it's Gringo uh, Loco, you know, there's a lot of is history that loosely? Here in florida um we'll touch it touch a few of those here today but on but in general it's just like you know um good to meet good people who understand cannabis good cannabis at that not just any old cannabis also um we're going to talk about your new shop and some other good things which i didn't even know about so that's always <laughs> a little surprise i love bonuses like that yeah, Miami's a great place. It's a it's a melting pot of culture and uh, between food and uh, art, and we have art basil and things like that. And you see the same thing in the cannabis industry. Um, and it's ever ever evolution here. Down, we have our medical program and recreation should be on the ballot. Hopefully by 2022, if it's not signed in earlier. Uh, but we have pop up shops and we have DVD and uh, Dab Day. So any day of the week, pretty much, you can go in Miami and, and find a cannabis event and find some culture. And um, second half of the show, I'm going to have Bookstar calling in. Last week, we touched base on what we he's got coming up, which is the Moneybag Movement show, which you see some of the work behind me. A lot more to come. Uh, it's going to be this December when there is no Art Basel this year. It got uh, canceled, which I think is going to crush a lot of people around here. But in general, uh, we're not going to. That's not going to stop us because uh, we're not about you know worrying about the crowds and things like that. We're really we really are trying to start a movement. Um, we'll get more into that though when we have Boog at the end of the show. How is you? How are you guys doing? I know it's going to be a hard one for me to to figure out. But how how are you guys doing with? Uh, the weather there. I heard, I heard it's going to be crazy in Colorado, right? It is 92 today. It's going to be 98 tomorrow. And there will be snow on the ground Tuesday. <laughs> Sounds like Massachusetts. I shit you that not. Is like so wait, the, I got a question. Uh, I got a question. Does does Gringo Loco loosely translate to crazy white guy? Uh, it exactly translates to crazy white guy. And I earned that fair and square in Columbia, actually. Well, how you, how you managed to steal Adam's beard 
because <laughs> I want Mark to use the whole production budget for the month. Hot dabs. You got to get them really hot dabs. Well, you know I'm good with those. You know, Hot dabs, you get them a little yeah. woozy, and then you shave them in Spain. That's gonna be uh, the don't say hot dabs on this show because Adam has history. I don't know if he's explained that to you, but they used to call him the hot dabber, I think, at the, back in the beginning of the day. But uh, <laughs> that's dabber. another show, you know. I, that's, I think that's why no famous people showed up on the boat last week because somebody said, well, you want me to go take dabs with that hot dabber guy? <laughs> I, I saw that, <laughs> that YouTube video. Yep. But, so um, actually uh, our buddy here was in Spain this year. He was there when we were talking about going, but we ended up figuring out we'll a little bit ahead of the game that probably not the greatest place to be, but he was there deep in it. Well, I don't want to brag, but I would say me and Mila and Andres – through the best cannabis event of 2020 by far. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, we don't have a lot of competition, so it's a good year. <laughs> Were you looking at Adam's phone when I sent them the link for MJ BizCon, which is going to go virtual the first week of December? They, wow. they said, no. everything you normally do when you're here live, you can do online. And I first thing I said was, no, you can't. No, you yeah, can't. Yeah, it's, it's difficult. I traveled, I think the last time I saw Adam was at the Indo Expo in Denver. And that's one of the reasons why I traveled all these events and how I started getting into this was uh, just traveling as a grower and to experience other cannabis culture. And going to the events, for me, I might spend an hour at the Expo Center, but I spend hours at the, someone's farm or we go out to dinner. Those, to me, having all of us in the same area is why I like going to those events. And Spain is by far one of my favorites. Spain was fun the year before when we all got to the U.S. We got, a, we got the audio guy working on it right now. Oh, oh, Adam left the show. Look at that. It's it's now the Green. Now I'm really Day in charge. Show. Yeah. It's a real takeover. It is a takeover. <clears throat> so the only topic I had this week was: Has everyone seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Wow. Because they went out wow. of their way to say that they're not stoners. That of all the things they could have said in all their press releases, it came out that Keanu Reeves wanted everyone going to the show to know that Bill and Ted are not stoners. And I don't know. I don't. I think that lost them, cost them fans rather than uh, made more people want to show up. I think that was a mistake going with that line. Yeah, but it was a great. What movie. were they on then? If they're 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 not stoners, were they? What, what was their issue? I, I I think they were just. It was the worst movie. I have ever seen. I was so disappointed. I downloaded it the other day at the place we're staying at. We were all excited. We all sat around. And within 25 minutes, we all figured out, like, wow, this is the biggest hunk of shit ever produced. Now, I, mean, oh, I, you see, I enjoyed it. <clears throat> oh, there you go. Well, then you, I can see exactly where we're, we stand on things. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> It was, there was only one or two good scenes. I think when they, um, not to be, I'm sorry guys, if I'm going to spoil. Spoiler, spoiler. I'm probably. Major spoiler alert, but the best part I believe was when they were in jail. That I liked when they had, when they met themselves in jail. I thought that was pretty cool. The rest, like the funny part was when they tried to make them younger. That was pathetic. That was like, wow, guys, you're not doing a very good job of trying to be your younger selves because <laughs> Holy shit, Keanu Reeves looked like he had some bad work done or something. I was like, wow. You liked you liked yeah, buff they, they, Bill and Ted right. though, right? And then he Steroided did. out in jail. Oh, exactly. Cool. I don't even have to watch that. the movie now. This is great.
Keep oh, on going. God. Yeah, you don't have to watch right, the movie. No it more sucks. talk about Bill. There's Bill one Jay. good scene. I'm just and pretty much Dave. Dave loves it. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, new to, I'm new to Dave's movie review, so if Dave likes it, don't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what Adam's it. saying. It catches on really fast. Right. <laughs> it really catches on quick. Hey, it's pretty Gringo much a Loco, rule. your audio was cutting out there. I, I couldn't hear a word you said, but I'm sure it was a compliment yeah. for me. Yeah, nothing to do with you, that's for sure. <laughs> so, um... So anyway, uh, this we may have a couple. We may, may have another guest or two coming through. I'm not sure. But I've noticed that Miami and, and Florida in general is a very hard place to get people to like really do what they say they're going to do, like come where they say they're going to be or get them out of their own house. Adam was very surprised when I was here before him. <laughs> he was like, wait, you're, you, you can't be a stoner or from Miami. <laughs> Both are true. Um, but no, um, in the cannabis industry, I thought you were going to say it's hard for them to come out and uh, tell their story or it's hard to get them on camera because I found that to be the case. Um, the gro we have a, a huge growing a grower community here. 100%. Um, but even for Dabadu and things like that, uh, people, you know, wanted to participate, but they wanted to make sure that their participation was, you know, uh, anonymous. Anonymous, for sure. Yeah, it's noticeable that um, we're still definitely uh, straddling between the legal and the, and the traditional market. That's what I that was one of the problems go. here in Florida because we may have had something on the ballot for 2020 coming up, but we had two sides fighting each other for legalizations for rec. And uh, from what I understand, it was one side where you have people like MedMen or the big dispensaries that don't want home cultivation. And then you had the other side that was more your grassroots that was pro pro uh, home cultivation. And that's where those two sides kind of butt heads and neither one of them made to, to the ballot. But hopefully uh, we see some more legal cultivation come to Florida in the future. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those places that, you know, had such a rich history um, when it came to obviously uh, smuggling and lots of material coming through. So genetics flew, you know, flowed through Southern Florida forever. And, uh, you know, that's that's where I think they're, they've had access to a lot of interesting genetics over the years. And then also the appreciation down here for like hazes and things that other places in the country you won't even find. You won't find anybody who takes the time to grow 11, 12, 13 week Well, plants. does that, this goes back to maybe what I talked about before with uh, Miami and South Florida being a melting pot for culture. Um, we're big into Latin America. Um, so maybe that you see that there because I travel a bunch into Colombia and Peru and places like that. And Colombia is known for its sativa rich mm -hmm. land race, uh, Punta Rojo, for instance, which is essentially 15 weeks of straight flower. No, you know, because they're on the equator, they're 50. Yeah, they have perfect. Yeah, they're, they're like 12 hours a day light. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if that appreciation for the haze or that uh, flavor oh. sense maybe comes from that South American roots. Yeah, it's genetic. It's literally genetic at that point. I mean, it's something in your roots. Yeah. Uh, Smoke and, what you know. Yeah. Smoke what you know. You're familiar with it. You're going to enjoy it. You grew up smoking it. You're probably going to enjoy it as an adult. That's right. That's right. And, and you know, I think uh, people. I think also here too. It's like kind of like how I think the East Coast in general. A lot of people, you know, have this perception that it's all about the West Coast. The West Coast has the best weed. Of course, they do have great weed. They have great conditions for growing great weed. But I feel like on the East Coast, the competition is so high with the amount of people living in, the, in, in people that are kind of, you know, striving for the same thing, like in New York, for instance, which is definitely not a great growing region when it comes to, to the, you know, outdoor growing at all. It's strictly, you know, it's mostly indoor. Um, and nowadays greenhouse, for instance, because yeah. people can get away with it. Well, here's some from Massachusetts right there. Oh shit. I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> sir. <laughs> I don't know how it got here. Well, it's just a flu. Well, well while you're on that subject right well, there, how it got there, we can grow six plants as a medical patient and, 
So, okay. how, what is Florida? What's Florida so, so doing no in regards knows. to genetics? How how does one take genetics in in Florida to you know the legal system right now? Did they have like the two weeks you could? pop any seed you want or are they allowing still happening here or well legal in the legal market we have a, a, a medical system so they would go to a, a place get their card and then go to a different store maybe a true leaf or one of these they have cultivation sites and if you've watched the news or anything in the last couple of uh, months or the last six months uh, they've come under a lot of scrutiny um, so the the patients here really don't have access to high quality cannabis like other places do yet uh, off the shelves. So now you know, that can be hit and miss. I don't want to speak for every place, but uh, that's what I've heard from uh, the most medical patients. They struggle to find what they need. Are they, they just actually are they... only only allowed flower here recently too? When was that? When was that? Well, time? the good timing. The flower happened. I think happened about a year ago. But edibles just happened like a week ago. Yeah, I just heard about it today on the way up here. I, was like, I had wow. no idea they thought I'm eating edibles down here for a while. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, definitely uh, slower to come out of the mark, like with, with things. But at the same time, uh, I feel like the quality will, will quickly uh, get to the point where it needs to be just because of the, the clientele. Well, so, um, you can speak to other markets, but the black market here growers, mm -hmm. traditional, traditional, traditional market growers, <laughs> um, produce a high quality product. They have to. And that's what, like anything, once it just distributes the uh, mm -hmm. non-traditional market. Sure. Uh, you know, and I think uh, places like this, though, a lot of people always think tropical or, sub, I guess, subtropical. People always consider that to be, like, in their minds, like, the cannabis is, like, where it comes from. But it really doesn't. And to find strains that work in these high humidity situations um, is takes time. And that's why I think, like, Francisco Sativas, that people, it's another reason why, because you can't grow a good indica down here because you're going to get mold, you know what I mean? You're, like, you're almost guaranteed to get moldy bud and, and then you get nothing. So those equatorial plants are so used to those high humidity environments anyway that that's also kind of lends to the probable, you know, evolution of the, of the southern Floridian weed, I would, would guess. Well, how did guess. Florida? How did Florida resolve their initial like when the law first came out to get a medical license? Wasn't it you had to be like a member of the five families? You know, they gave out five licenses, oh, and you had to show agricultural business connections that went back fifty years. Did they remove that? Did they edit it? What, what made Florida an open market now for medical licenses? As far as producers, I really couldn't speak to that, to be honest with you, because I don't know that there are really that many medical producers. Uh, but I've seen other markets and we've seen how they evolve where it's a high ticket price to get in. You have to, like you said, one of the five families or something else. And then what they realize is that system isn't going to um, satisfy the medical base. It's not going to satisfy the people. It's not going to provide enough product and enough high quality product. And they start to loosen the reins. Things become cheaper uh, and less restrictive. And I think that's what Florida is going through now. Is there a rec ballot measure coming up anytime soon, you think, in Florida? I think so. We couldn't get on 2020 due to the, the infighting, I think, between uh, home cultivation and non-home cultivation. Um, but I would imagine that if it's not on the ballot in 2022, I would imagine before that, Governor DeSantis, although he is red, uh, he is green. So I imagine that would, uh, would be uh, something he might even sign into law before then. Sweet. I can't wait to see how they allow genetics to come in. We'll have everybody in Florida growing Adams Hayes's <coughs> Sage Master seeds. We can just cross pollinate from the plane. <laughs>
just, just dropped them. You just so, dropped them. Uh, did you did you hear about what happened in Israel? They're no. talking about it all over the medical, the, the cannabis communities. Someone flew a bunch of drones over Tel Aviv and dropped bags of weed. Mark, if you Google that, that right now, I, I bet you you could pull it up. But it was the coolest thing. I had so I many people write that. to me saying, do you hear about this? All they, they, I mean, it, that's just the greatest thing that could ever come from a drone in Tel Aviv is free weed. How awesome is that? That's a marketing. That's a marketing idea right there, isn't it? Well, you'd hope it's a marketing idea, not an idea of getting somebody. You know, let's get our competition thrown to jail because they'll we'll throw their brand out there. Well, I don't know who dropped. I don't know who dropped all those. It wasn't Thinking me. The bottom man. of my store. It wasn't me. I don't know how my face got on. <laughs> that's that. what I say with the stickers. I don't know who put that Gringo Loco sticker there. I give out stickers all the time. <laughs> They don't come with instructions like don't stick in a bad place. They're meant to be stuck. So another up thing someplace. that I didn't So another thing I didn't realize was that you had to bring equipment to Florida so that you could do the show properly. There goes. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but one thing I didn't realize when I invited uh, you to the show was the fact that you have a head shop that you just opened up in yeah. in uh, Fort Lauderdale, right? Fort Lauderdale. So uh, here in uh, South Florida, we're kind of like Dallas, Fort Worth, Arlington. We got a little tri-city area. So if you're ever coming down to visit us, you can fly into Miami, you can fly into Fort Lauderdale, even you can fly into West Palm Beach. So we got quite spread out. Uh, so I'm up in Fort Lauderdale. Um, there's definitely a market and a need for a high-end head shop. We had uh, one that uh, recently went under. The old Mr. Smokes used to have a nice gallery out there and things. So there was a hole in the market, and uh, we're downtown Fort Lauderdale, and we're doing things a little different. we got plenty of room for uh, all the smoke shop supplies. So an arcade built in. It's going to be pretty nice. So you can play your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, NBA Jam, shoot a game of pool, do Fortnite. The PlayStation 5 we got pre-ordered, so when that's ready, we'll have that as well. Um, but we're going to kind of change Xbox things how they do social clubs. So we'll see how that works out for us. Okay, here. so there you go. That was something that was pretty amazing to me. I went to, I think it was New Leaf. Is that one of the ones here? Or New Leaf, yeah, New Leaf, True yeah. Leaf. We got all the leaves. A lot of leaves, right? Yeah, I went to, I think it was New Leaf. Um, they wouldn't let me in because I wasn't a patient or whatever. Or a resident, yeah. Yeah, but, and because of COVID. Normally they said they would, but because of COVID, they wouldn't allow people. Whatever. Did you, did you tell them? You didn't have the beard. That was the no, problem. No, they didn't recognize You should have borrowed my beard when you went. You would have got it right in. I could have walked right behind you like that. It was me. No, but they uh, they had a little area outside, and my friend was like, yeah, you can buy there and sit out here and smoke. And I was like, really? Like, that's literally it, The thing about stoners and weed in general is, like, all we care about is, like, the littlest things. Like, Major day, probably. Like, if you, I was just like, yeah, you mean you could sit on a couch outside, have a smoke a joint right after you bought one in there? I was like, that's so civilized, you know what I mean? And yet, it's like such a simple thing. Um, is that kind of like that in every shop here? Is it pretty much you can have a smoking area outside? Well, a regular old tobacco area becomes a smoking area? If you're a member, so uh, when Governor DeSantis wrote the uh, law last year with flour and other things, he wrote that you can't smoke in public. So what does that mean? It was such a it was such such a vague thing. So you can't smoke in public, so you can smoke in private. So private meaning, well, this this business is closed after five o'clock, and we're all in a private place now. Or in a sense, like you were saying, if you're a member or a patient, mm -hmm. you can consume in the back. Now, if it's a place where they're selling it to you, I'm not sure that you're supposed to be consuming on site. But I know for uh, from the legal advice I've received from two different attorneys here in the state is that we can consume our cannabis from the medical dispensary in any private place. That 
being our home, our place of work, or a private members only club. So all those things and being how is said, it, how are the club situations? We don't really have one. How what we're having it now is there's a great event uh, like uh, Wednesdays on the regular. There's a, a a group down here called the DBD and Leo, and they are the pioneers for throwing events, and they have a standing uh, event every Wednesday. So that's the closest thing I would say to what's really going on for a social club. Again, I could be wrong, and it could be so secret that I don't even know about it. I'm I'm 45 minutes in Fort Lauderdale most nights, so maybe I'm missing out on all the fun. Um, but this is a it's something a little bit new. So we'll see how that shapes out. Well, that's. Again, it's civilized. It's like about, you know, if you have a place designated for tobacco, then it shouldn't be annoying to anybody because any of those tobacco smokers should be happy that we're smoking weed around them and yeah. we smell good not, for once. We're not, we're not advocating the sales. We're saying, listen, and, I'm, and it's not a cannabis club. It's not a social club for consuming anything. That What we're saying is this is a, as a private member's club. Mm -hmm. And as a member, you can use your own medicine. So I'm not going to yell at you if you're using your heartburn medication. I'm not going to yell at you if you're smoking your CBD. And it's, Put that thumbs down. I'm not even going to ask you because of HIPAA laws and health regulations. I can't even ask you if you have those types of things. So listen, in the agreement, you do your own thing. You, smoke, you use your own meds. And it's really none of our business. I wish we had that in Colorado. Well, well, I don't know that we really have it here. We're going to find out. Yeah, but we have you nothing. You know, that's here. the way that all these things have always been. It's always about just, just paving your own sort of path, create your own path. Never ask for permission. Always ask for forgiveness. That's just like standard rule right. of thumb when it comes to cannabis-related things because usually what happens is it always sounds worse than it is. If you tell people like, hey, we're going to have a bunch of people in here and we're going to be smoking weed and doing like – but the minute you just do it and then they realize like hey look nothing's really changed except people are you know wearing yeah. more whatever and, you know <laughs> be more concerned if they show up with a bunch of booze <laughs> oh for sure for sure i think we're all relaxing um, a little bit boulder is allowing curbside now they're allowing home delivery so it if you'd asked a year ago will boulder ever allow home delivery you would have gotten a hundred no's if you only asked four people you know, it, it was same in Massachusetts. Yeah, Massachusetts no. also doing curbside and, and delivery, which is amazing. Uh, I read to that, see that growing up there, and to uh, imagine seeing that now is is something ridiculous. Well, I think well, I grew up in New England really too, changed. so it's sort of the same for me. When I go back to Rhode Island, I'm always like in shock. Are like, you familiar with the Berkshires? Oh yeah, just like I know Musquamacet Beach. Musquamacet, yeah, exactly. And it's <laughs> like Musquamacet. <laughs> It's like one of those places that when you go there and you're like, as a kid growing up, I thought everybody didn't know what I was doing. I was all sneaking around. I was like, ooh, yeah. Now I'm like, fuck, everybody smokes weed here. Like literally everybody. Yeah. And they always have. So New England's always been a, a, a hotbed, let's say. But everyone's been kept their lips tight. You know what I mean? And people have always been a little bit like, you know, been always a little bit out. Looks like the old stories, even JFK, just like, well, Massachusetts smoking weed. So, I mean, the, the tight lip as they get. You know, that's right. That's <laughs> so, right. But I find that, like, when I travel, it's one thing I look for in culture, um, you know, going to Peru or Chile, South America or Europe or Africa, is, like, how comfortable regular folks are with cannabis. Yeah. You know, and, like... You got to Uruguay yet? I have not been to Uruguay. I've been done all the South America, and Uruguay is probably one of the most relaxed and it's, most... It's the one that we all should go to and none of us have been. I haven't done Chile yet. 
Um, not we since I was, we the pepper and match stamps. <laughs> not since I was uh, one and a half years old. That's when I was in Chile last. So what Did you do hot dabs? Is that when the hot dabs started? That's how. <laughs> how do you think? You couldn't count. You couldn't watch the timer. You couldn't count the timer yet at that time. Just like whatever. Chile for me was amazing because uh, it was explained to me. Did like, you go for the event that they had there with um, Copa del Andes? Was yeah. the, their big event. I uh-huh. went down for that, and um, I the weeks before I had met um, the Brazina company in Peru. So I was hanging out in Peru and then I judged a, a friend's cup called the Copo del uh, Sol. And it was Peru's like first real cup. It was, it was really, it was really an interesting event. It was great. Was Arkansas Sam down there? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was super Sam's last name. What I could, but uh, yes, Arkansas Sam. And he is a character. Oh, yes. Um, so yeah. him and Mike Rafari, Senior Mike, I call him as a, an activist and grower from uh, Argentina. Uh-huh. Um, but also the Razina Company, which is uh, more maybe our generation, is um, they uh, have uh, some of the best non-solvents and growers in South America, for my opinion. That's what I found out over the course of this journey. And I was able to bump into them in Peru, and they invited me to Chile for that event. And going from Peru and smoking the cannabis there, I was uh, pleasantly surprised when I got to Chile. Right, because uh, if you think about Chile, how it mirrors uh, California sure. on the map, you sure. know, so it's they kind of the opposite. Yeah, so they have a, a, the same. It's just so Northern California is like it's Southern, like Southern. You know, yeah. So yeah. The, over here, over down here, we do indoor. Over there, we do outdoor. Right. And they have a wine, and a lot of their agriculture match the same. And what I was told, uh, the the doorman at my Airbnb place, you know, we, we were smoking quite a bit outside. He was an older gentleman, and what he explained to me was that Chile has a deep history with with cannabis and hemp, particularly with hemp and industrial hemp, and like. Their fathers and they, they they grew growers. Yeah. So it just never you know that that war on the war on drugs never really made it to Chile. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's uh, I think the guys from uh, Sativa Seed Bank from from uh, UK sponsored that event. Was that the same one? Was it this? The Copa del Andes. Yeah. Um, I know Mills was one of the big sponsors down there. And, it sounds um, like it was a hype event. There's Sativa. Is the Sativa, the bags and all that. I have to check that one out. Hmm. But yeah, I was, uh, so when I was in Chile, it was in 1971. I was two years old, one and a half, two years old, and Pinochet came into power. What was the smoke like there. back then? Are you Chilean? No, but she moved, she went down there. So she, I had a brother who was born there, yep. um, but it was the, literally we had tanks coming onto the beach while we were there. And my mom and her friends were doing like drum circles and meditation on the beach. And we were like, okay, it's time to go. So yeah, yeah. this isn't drum circle friendly. No, not at all. Not too, so like things have changed. I'm, I'm glad to hear for sure. It was uh, it was an amazing experience and it was great for me because uh, we're at the Copa del Andes one day and you know, maybe wearing a t-shirt kind of at the, the base of the mountains. And the next day they take me up to the mountains and I'm snowboarding. August. Mm-hmm. So that was that was one that was a good one for the gram, you know. Everyone else is like, wait a minute, what is that an old picture? Like, no, dude, I'm snowboarding in Chile right now. Awesome. So you know, it was, awesome. it was a great, and that's why I love. That's how I started the highly questionable traveling, doing those things. Was uh, I started traveling and being in Miami? It's so close to go to South America and can be inexpensive. Mm-hmm. So I started planning my travel around events. If it was the Copo in Colombia or the Copo del Sol in Peru and the Copo del Andes in Chile, whatever it would be, I would I would plan my travel based on those events. It's tough now huh, with everything changed. Oh, this, like, this is the worst year for the, out of my uh, the last ten. That you know, I'm sure everyone can say that, so I can't complain. But yeah, uh, for a travel for a travel for a travel enthusiast, um, this is, this has been pretty tough. So what I've been trying to do more is explore what we can here locally and domestically. Uh, being from the Northeast and the Berkshires, I got Maine, and, I, and I've been going over to Vermont a bunch, and just kind of been enjoying that mountain biking and give me a new sense of respect for where I'm from. Well, yeah, everywhere opens up with cannabis. 
We're essential now. Yeah, well, it's, you know, uh, I think also the cool part is, is that people have been able to explore their own backyards and figure out, like, holy shit, you know, and especially when it comes to, <laughs> comes to cannabis, it's pretty much real, worldwide now. So we're lucky enough that we can, we're not like we have to be in one particular place to, uh, to enjoy, <laughs> which I'm learning here, you know, in uh, Florida. Um, how's that taste? That's pretty nice. What was that one? That is some um, uh, dog. <laughs> I just let it go because I thought there was a leash that would have been horrible. Sorry, sorry. Um, so, what's your favorite smoke? What's, what's your favorite uh, thing to smoke? Is it flour or concentrates? That's one of my favorite questions to both ask and answer because it seems like it like evolves or goes in a rotation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but right now I'm big on uh, rosin, like non, you know, non-solvents. But even when it comes to non-solvents, I prefer rosin over the, uh, the the straight hash. I just find it easier to time and melt. So rosin. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think what I think if you're into dabbing, and that's the thing, if you if you, you can't dab straight bubble anyway. I mean, occasionally, when it's six star, you can pull it off, and that's always a nice thing. But for the most yeah. part, you know, it's even when it's just that little tiny bit below that grade, and it's already chafing up your stuff. So concentrates. Uh, you know, if you're if that's what you're used to smoking. I particularly like. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm all about bubble hash, and a lot of times I feel like, especially with rosin, I'm like, man. We are you just can, how you consuming? powering through all this beautiful bubble hash of like just. I was gonna say, I mean? how are you consuming your bubble hash? Um, well, that's a, I mean, I like I like to. Uh, I mean, I like old school. I like <coughs> my old Sherlock, just you know, puffing away, keep the keep the hits small, make sure they don't get too you know dirty along the way. Yeah. Double double screen, stainless, kind of watch it disappear. You know what I mean? And keep it like. Amazing. I mean, because the biggest reference is to put it in a joint. If I have something like that, but like I don't smoke too much. Actually, like I said, it's rosin for me. The donuts now are the big thing. Right. Now, thanks to Lorenzo. You know, you kind of popularized those on the internet over the last year and a half. But uh, for me, I'm not going to put a gram of rosin in a joint. Like I'm going to have to smoke that over the weekend, especially <laughs> the way things are going. How about you, Dave? What are you smoking on right now? What do you got going on? I have, what do I have? I This Fleetwood Butter from Apothecary. I have Wedding Cake from 14er. And I have some DJC Flower I picked up from 14er. I just like it. And I still have a little of this uh, greenery hash left. Which I really yes, enjoy. Nice. <clears throat> Are you guys allowed home cultivation in, in Colorado without any regulation? Do most people like the most can? It's, yeah, you can pretty much statewide is like twelve plants yeah. um, without, and and technically speaking, everything above that is very rare-ish because they. Uh, A lot of people take advantage of it though. Like, do, they're like, do you guys grow? I, I'm sorry, but I'm. Um, yeah. The thing is, the taking advantage part has definitely dwindled over the years because it used to be a sort of statewide, you know, a lot of people doing 99 plants, kind of California style, but there's not really an outdoor scene there. You know, yeah. that's the thing about there. Same for Massachusetts. I'm trying to compare Massachusetts to Colorado. You know, and, and it, again, like anything above 12 is technically that's the same for Massachusetts. At, the, at the mercy of the police that are there at your spot at that particular moment like if they have a heart and they understand a little bit like hey you can't really survive on just that 
they're cool. But yeah. if they were an asshole, which many of them are, they can say, you know what? Like most circumstances with the officials. Sorry, but uh, we're cutting you down at, at this 12 mark, you know, which is totally lame. Massachusetts is the same way. They do t uh, six plants per uh, adult with a card, I think, and then 12 max per household. So the same stuff. And that's, that's what encouraged me to cultivate is when they made that law. Mm -hmm. So, okay, well, I want to do this anyways, and you're telling me that I'm not going to, yeah, you're going to take away that, that stigma, one, so, you know, my neighbors, and friends and family, and then also make it so I can't get in trouble. Like, let me give it a shot, and then practice. It doesn't make perfect, but it evolves, and mm -hmm. I think next year will be year 10 for me. They never think the law is all the way through. They knee-jerk, they create something, and then they spend the next five years trying to write add-on legislation to make it workable. It's, it's a strict money grab. I mean, the whole way early on, listen, pioneering is rough, man. You can expect every politician's going to attack on every tax and make you jump through every hoop and hurdle. And yeah. it, I, I can see how it can get frustrating, especially in places like Florida, where you have such a thriving. Um, well, I've seen it all over uh, the world. Um, Africa is one great example. I went to South Africa with uh, Jair, uh, most people are familiar with. Mm -hmm. uh, we were able to uh, go there for one of their bigger expos. They had it right at a casino. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I remember yeah, it was, yeah, watching the guys. Well, the, the, the couple we threw there was kind of just thrown out of accident. Um, <laughs> we uh, went and Jair rented this amazing mansion, and, and people, you know, like, they just wanted to show appreciation. So a bunch of people had brought stuff they had grown and we ended up with 26 different people brought stuff. And I looked at it on the table. I said, Hey, want to judge it and give them some prizes. Right. <laughs> and you know, two days later we had some t-shirts and we went from there. Uh, but it's, it's, it's crazy how something like happened. So in Africa, Jules and, and Myrtle were sitting in their farm. The cops come and break down the door and they think they're rubbing a meth farm, you know, 10 years ago and really just have some cannabis. So the cops ask for a bribe. The, they say no, because right, if I give you the money now, you'll be back in a month and asking for more money. And so what they did is they paid that money and they fought it in the courts. So it kind of evolves. And for 10 years, they've been doing the same thing. Like they're going to court every so often, every couple of months and yeah. trying to do the legislation. And you have people like Amy King from Delta 9 over here that go over and help write legislation and other activists. I'm sure you've seen them go over and try to help. It's, it's quite an amazing story. Yeah. And we recently lost Jules to a tragic uh, uh uh, incident on the farm, a violence on the farm, but uh, that, that fight still continues. Africa's, Africa's an interesting uh, place as far. I was in Cape Town in uh, 99, and it was just around when apartheid had just sort of ended, and it was in a transition phase, and definitely cannabis was not, uh, it was, you know, it was Daga, and it was not, yeah. it was, like, everyone was in jail for it. Yes. <laughs> there was definitely no vibe, like, any legalization around the horizon. Um, but then you sort of saw it. Well, they had this in-between phase. So after that happened, so they got legalized based on just like a civil civil rights of being able to go plant. And there was this, this massive gray area mm -hmm. where people were going to the airport with it in a shoebox. You know what I mean? Like, and it was essentially up to the police officers what personal consumption was. Like, you know, there was no rule. Mm -hmm. So it just led to more bribery and corruption and more problems. So they still, 10 years, are still doing it. I followed that one uh, pretty close. Yeah. I was there as a um, expert witness in '99 for cannabis for a cannabis case, coming from Holland as a hemp expert. And when I landed, the lawyer <laughs> picked me up at the airport and threw a newspaper on my lap. And I look, and it's got my name on the no. front page of the newspaper saying Adam Dunn, hemp expert from Holland. I was like, Oh my god, dude, this is like crazy. Yeah. And it was, uh, yeah, it was funny because. 
it was a weird case and it was one of those situations where I don't think I helped at all. <laughs> I, think, I think I was, I just was a diversion for the guy for a minute because it was like pretty cut and dry that it was definitely not hemp. Right. I had to go in there and somehow convince them that this weed was so bad. Oh, it was. <laughs> it would be considered hemp and we would rather separate the seeds and possibly make all these other products from it, you know. So I was like, yeah, it was, really, it was a too. stretch. It was a big stretch. And the funniest part about the whole thing was that I, at the time, used to have like green hair and red hair and all these different color hair. So I was like, ooh, a court case? I should probably dye my hair black, right? So I dyed my hair black. Okay. And when I was in court, it, not good. it was like, uh, it was like, uh, uh, a scene from a bad Western because <laughs> I, I started to have black dripping down my neck and I was like, wow, this really feels like a bad West. And part of the thing was that if I lie and there's any perjury, oh, you're I could jail. end up in an ass South Africa. So I was literally there perjuring myself going, I hope this does not turn into a, any kind would, of situation. I would but, tell you it's drastically different. So even with Jair, the cup we did, it was thrown together pretty last minute, but we, instead of indoor, outdoor, sun grown, all these other things, Indica Sativa, we did foreign and domestic genetics because okay. we wanted to celebrate some of those things like a Swazi gold or a Durban sure. cuisine or whatever it was. It's hard to compete with the cookies it, or They're growing them indoor with Gavita. He didn't go there for no reason. They yeah. were buying, you know what I mean? Like that, they, they were, had been growing, they were growing indoor Gavita hydroponic, you know, with super soil, you know, they, they were growing really nice uh, flowers. Mm -hmm. They're even, I put them onto in-house genetics, they're growing slurricane. <laughs> so it's pretty wild. Um, but then what we did is we- how were the, How were those traditional African strains grown indoors. How did that come out? Well, that was one of the things that we were trying to encourage because no one really grew the African strains indoors. Okay, they were all so out. all the, so the outdoor right. African. But our friend Trevor came from Swaziland, mm -hmm. and he had all the indoor Durban poisons, which you could debate is actually they'll tell you it's not even a real thing. It's just because it's from Durban is like. Is, yeah, we can go on. That's a whole other show we'll do later. It's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, they'll say the same for Swazi Gold. You know, like, well, is it is gold? Because they hung it outside and it turned gold. <laughs> Not so much maybe because it's a, the, the strain. but And there's regions that are just traditional yeah. cannabis regions anyway. And the problem with most of it is that they've been inundated with Dutch genetics for so long because of this. Yes. Because of the, the South Africa Dutch connection, of course. Oh, that's so Afrikaans. Yeah. So it's a whole other language that was an amazing experience. But they still have a lot of connections between them, and so there's that whole... What we did, we gave the skunky, the skunky. For the domestic, the domestic winner, we actually went to Swaziland. Mm -hmm. We crossed, drove over, did the whole thing. And uh, so one day I'm in South Africa, I'm in the, the house overlooking the president, you know, a bunch of bathrooms, a couple of pools, and days later, I'm eating peanuts in a tent <laughs> in right. Swaziland. And, you know, there it's a, it's has its nice points as well but uh it was quite the quite the quite the experience yeah swaziland is definitely um still producing lots of cannabis i mean i know for a fact and back in the day though some of the swazi genetics that were for sure original swazi things that were in holland were like by far the most sort of euphoric but trippy kind of weird high yeah. very like Definitely uh, stand out. That and the Kerala skunk, <laughs> Indian skunks, had just like a really weird electric kind of high to it. What are you giggling about? <laughs> We're reading the chat. <laughs> yeah, what's it saying? <laughs> Nothing. What are, they, ah, what are they saying about me? There's like 14 questions about Gringo's beard. 
Um, they want to, they <laughs> want to know if it actually like, is alive. Yeah. They want to listen to the thinks now because I don't look like Rachel Maddow. <laughs> you got a while, bro. Jay Leno's had a good run before uh, Fallon took over. You got a long time. It's all right. It's all, actually, no, it's funny, though, because every time people say, hey, why do you, why'd you cut your beard? And more and more people are saying, is it because everybody has beards now? And I'm like, yeah, kind of is, maybe. Because it's hard to get one of these beards now. You have to, you gotta, you gotta wait a little while. Well, the problem is, it's everybody's been in, in, in uh, isolation for oh, the last yeah. four or five months. So people who never had beards have beards now. Yeah, and if you know me, I was in isolation for about six years. So. Okay, yeah. well, there you go. Even more. <laughs> even more. <laughs> Well, you've got this weird beard thing going where you grow the neck out, which oh. most, you know, he's got that, you got that big, that's a, Did that's why people think it's actually alive. They wondered. Oh, if, you're talking about the double can, beard? He can tell you about the it. double beard. You have to have an underbeard. Don't cut your beard short. If this, we want to do a beard show, we can do that later. But Adam's got to at least have a little growth before I even talk about beards with him. No, no, it's okay. I, I, I literally don't cut your beard here. You got to let it grow under. Yeah, it's a whole it's, other beard under here. It's, it's two beards. It's that lower part. Yeah, you can get lost in there. It's uh, but no. If you if you cut it too much up, I've you tried to do that. Joints in there I tried to do that one too, and then you end up with like this facade of a beard, but it's not a real. Well, no, beard. I have this to cover my chin, you know, because I well, have a second chin down there, and it just it makes me look yeah, fat. Yeah, you're That's the, the you only thing about me that makes me look fat. So you right, actually exactly. need one. This thins yeah, my face Yeah, when my face, face got rounder, I, f I found a way to make it longer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you see. Yeah. <laughs> That's the I, I actually shave and put mine onto a face mask, so I have it still ready to roll whenever, whenever needed. Yeah, yeah. no, it's a, and it's a good thing, you know. Like, say you ever got to, you know, maybe uh, change your identity in a couple of minutes, you can look drastically different to the, when you go to the airport and your name's in the newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> Which happened to me in Peru. I was leaving the Peru, the Copa del Sol, and I and I'm in the line for customs, and the guy's got my passport, and I hear behind me, and I'm dressed, you know, I usually wear like a soccer jersey and stuff that's great for customs inside tip. Uh, and I hear behind me, Gringo Loco, Gringo Loco, Gringo Loco. <laughs> I'm just not gonna fucking turn around. And like everyone's looking, and like it's clear this this gentleman, and then his gentleman's girlfriend starts screaming, Gringo Loco, Gringo Loco, Gringo Loco. And I was like, I don't, I, sir, I have no idea what, what they're talking yeah. about. I, and I finally I get through, I get my passport back, I turn around, it's the judges from Uruguay. Like, yeah, they're so happy to see me at the airport. Granted, like, yeah, that's great. One more goodbye is great, but could we do it after this gentleman gives me my passport back? <laughs> yeah, right? I got a stoner uh, Uruguay joke. You ready? Uruguay legalizes cannabis. The following day, tens of thousands of American stoners book passage to Paraguay. Boom, boom. <laughs> exactly. Mark, why are we on the drums the right here? Uruguay, so let's figure it out. Leave me alone. Oh, geez. I saw Adam going for the dab. I figured it was a good time for my only Paraguay Uruguay joke. I was in when I was in Brazil. That's where all the weed came. From. That's where all the weed was from. Like it was all Paraguay, pretty much. They didn't have any. You know the Rackium guys have a uh, uh, genetics going on in Uruguay. You know those guys? Who's that? Rackium. Rackium. R K I E M. And how? No. I only go to. I've only been to Spain. I've done the last three uh, Spain visits, uh, but I haven't got the chance to, for uh, when I go to Spain to get out and actually travel and, and spend time with people from there. It seems like I go there, I do the week with everybody, and I see the same people I see at the Emerald Cup, and then I go home uh, or go visit Mila or you know try to travel around the continent. But I got to make a concerned effort to uh, spend time in Spain. Uh, it's, well, next my time friends you get are back stuck there, there from Colombia, so you got to check them out in Barcelona. They they're just the 
Yeah, I probably have bumped into him. I just, that whole uh, week is just a, a whirlwind. Everybody's got so much good stuff going on that I, uh, it's a, I'm lost. They were, they had a booth with somebody that was real popular from there. What was the name? Oh, this uh, Turp Army or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, then I must, yeah. They, didn't they have a booth with them at one point? It's entirely possible. I know that and when I, when we went there, what was it, you know, two years ago, it was them and CBD Botanic. And uh, everybody stopped by. It was like the place you could just hang out. You didn't have to worry about trying to walk around to see everybody. At one point in time, everybody stopped by the Requiem booth. They they have this... Um, oh, gosh. See, now I'm spacing the name. As soon as I... Uh, all right, Mark, go to their website and find the name of the strain. But no, they, they're, they're full service. So they've got everything from, you know, low THC hemp genetics to fire strains that are producing some their instagram feed is is crazy and uh when they do an instagram live they're getting hundreds and hundreds of people who are who are joining on so they're well that's even like turf's army that's a great it's a great brand and i actually talked with lorenzo when i got the place here in south florida uh i told him about the social club and uh the smoke shop and we'll figure if we can we can work something out because their model's a little different because they actually can sell product over there but i let them know like listen we can do a turf's army over here you just people have to bring their own meds and we can sell them cbd and then when the laws change you never know where that you're going to stand maybe florida takes a model of social clubs and things like that or spain so you never know which way it's going to fall and just uh, having the database and, and building the client and building the brands is a good move. They do a great job. Where is your uh, head shop? It's uh, downtown Fort Lauderdale, right on Federal Boulevard. Um, we're going to open up October 1st. We'll do a, a nice Halloween-themed uh, grand opening. Hopefully, we can have a little more people in there for social distancing. But that's one of the things we're pretty big. Got a great idea for you. Got a great idea for you. Now that it's social distancing, this is a perfect way to regulate it. Yep. And start off with your holiday. I love Fucking Halloween is the shit, right? So you got to do one at the house. Oh, and it's so big. We're doing the arcade yeah, on one side. Yeah, so that way you can, you can lead them through, and then you've got to control on the crowds. So you the way the up October to, 1st? It's actually two units combined. So the other side, it was such a good deal. Uh, the COVID pricing on, real, on retail space right now is pretty, pretty good. Sorry. But, uh, you know, it worked out, and uh, we're in, we're in, we've got a great space downtown. So that's not a bad idea. Haunted houses are great. And it might get smoky in there. What's the uh, <laughs> for people that that listen to the show and come in? What's the done deal discount they get when they want to buy? Uh, oh yeah, done deal. You got shop supplies. Oh, I'm I'm 100 down with it. 100 discount. No, 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 100. Oh, 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 oh Mark, oh, 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 Mark. Oh yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming. Done good. We'll just read 100%, 100%, 100% of the people get a 20% discount. There we go. 100% of the people get a 20% discount. <laughs> yes. Use your, your code DUNDEAL. Nice. See? There we go. Not a problem. Uh, BurningSmokeShop.com. B-U-R-N-I-E-S. You got elbow rigs. It works on elbow rigs. You can get an $8,000 elbow rig. Do the 20% off. Let's go. Sweet. Nice. I love it. I love it. Well, how do we get back to the 100% off, though? That was a much better deal no, than 20 Well, I already off. gave him 100% off of a couple of goodies over there, and that's up to you guys to sort it out when he gets back. I will, I will make sure Gabe gets I... Oh, well, Don't worry. This will be the classic. Because yeah, it's close enough to my face that Dave will No, no. This will yeah, be the classic. Adam yeah, went to Miami. Yeah. He hung out with a head shop owner, and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Story of your life. I didn't even show you what arrived in the mail. Uh, I'll show you later. Uh, what are you talking about? Uh, well, uh, you know, well, I'll show you what arrived in the mail for the show afterwards. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll premiere it next week on the show. Are you like going to be back chat. next week? I will be, I think. 
Where are you going next? Back home, I I, th- I would assume was, I guess we should probably put them on. Oh, look, there they are. Oh. Didn't even know you were there. We're just looking at ourselves. Hi. <laughs> we're like, what happens in Miami? You just want to look. Look at you. See, I didn't yeah. even know. I didn't. You were. You got something going there yourself. Yeah, he's good. Oh, you, you, who are we talking about? You, me or you? Talking about you, not me. Oh, uh, mine's all. <laughs> you guys combined almost equal a quarter of him, so it's pretty good. Like you got like you got the color. Uh, no, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> Up top, he looks like he shaved this morning, and that's just growth. That's daily growth. That's yesterday, yeah. He's no, Mark, that's a five o'clock shadow for Mark. Yeah. Yeah. No. He shaved. That this was morning. my that was my tenth grade beard. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I grew I'm my I grew my COVID beard. Married, that wasn't a joke against you. It was a joke against me. You should have seen me. It was awful. They called me the the vanilla gorilla. I just went with Gringo Loco instead. <laughs> better choice. Much better choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I had my choice over those two, I'd go with Gringo Loco also over yeah. Vanilla Yeah, I had to Loco. change it. That's going to go with something different, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Mark. Mark. Finally, finally, some effects. Oh, yeah. I've been waiting. Yeah, I got you. Well, the interns didn't put the board together for him tonight, so he had to do it all himself. Yeah, I was, I was hooking, patching things in and all that. So, um, over these years, I mean, I know you're obviously a consumer of cannabis, but have you uh, dabbled in growing yourself or you've worked with people? Or- yeah, I started growing uh, 2011, so next year will be my 10 year. Um, nothing, not huge growth. Like I said, I started with Massachusetts with the, the six plants legal, mm-hmm. and you play with that for a little while. And did you have a mentor or somebody showing you the ropes, or did you just kind of just. <sighs> If you made a YouTube, if you made a YouTube video in 2009, 10 or 11, uh, you inspired me. <laughs> and if, you know, like I've, I made my own bubble buckets from the Home Depot things, and I've tried painting them all the other ways, and then I bought the black buckets. Finally, I figured it out. I went through the, the evolution, you know, where you buy the cheap light, and you're like, I can think I can put this in an IKEA closet, and you're like, this is not going to work in an IKEA closet. Sure. And then you get a tent and a filter, and then, then all of a sudden you're renting a facility, or maybe I don't know. There's all sorts of. And did you, because uh, I guess because Massachusetts is such a chem chem heavy place as far as you know, if you really want the best of the best, that's pretty much what you're going to be yeah. in that zone. Is that what you were growing, or were you growing other things? Or when I first started, I went. I think I did like most novice did. You know, I thought it was a really hard thing to get seeds. I didn't understand how easy it was to get seeds. Mm-hmm. So I think I ordered some seeds from the UK, and they hid it inside of a pen, and I couldn't even find them. And it was some ridiculous, ridiculous <laughs> thing. And I grew like a. You know, incredible, incredible bulk or something like that. And then um, I it's only one letter off of incredible bunk. So I would be yes. a little sketch. I'd be like, bulk yeah. or bunk. Well, just one letter off. And then I, again, like the evolution of your equipment, I evolved with genetics. Mm-hmm. And I was able to find dirty water organics out of uh, Massachusetts. And he did a great job. I did a, I did a Cookies 91 of his. That was uh, really good. He actually asked me to send him a cut back. Um, and I did some chem crosses and things like that. So I, for that coast, I would tell you, tell you my favorite has been uh, Dirty Water Organics. Yeah, I've never even heard of him. Yeah, Dirty, Dirty Water Organics. Uh, he's got a little cult following, but I uh, really enjoyed his gear. And then for the last couple of years, I was strictly growing in-house genetics. Before, it was cool. <laughs> I was doing Slurricane probably like uh, four years ago. Um, and uh, some Jungle Diamonds. And I uh, do some banana cake now. So I really, really dig the in-house genetics gear. Uh, but I'm not a, I tell you, I'm not a breeder. I'm a feeder, you know, so <laughs> I'm not, uh, I, I just, I just, you know, I got, I, I get the, 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 the application on the phone. It tells you how to mix the, the nutrients. I, I'm not a professional when it comes to that, but it's evolved over time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a breeder. I'm an eater. 
<laughs> we know that, dude. <laughs> no, I respect the leaders. Like, like right now, I want to grow some and, and, Masonic and, and gear. And MTI is a killer up there. He's just a plant killer all around. <laughs> yeah. He killed four seeds, man. Two Give seeds. him a break. Two seeds. Two seeds. You're, you're making it even worse than it was, man. Yeah. Jesus Christ, you act like he killed a whole garden, like he took a hundred clones and he dipped them in something that killed every root instead of helped them start. Never gotten to the point of plants yet, that's been the problem. It's been just, you know, death out of the gate. Oh, he, yeah. But what does that murder, say about his murder. teacher? Straight up murder. Well, here's the thing. Like, uh, I don't know. He could listen to the show once in a while, maybe, and then he might learn <laughs> yeah, something right? and be like, wow. Exactly. Like, I didn't it smoke seems that you always cater to the what? expert wait a minute. grower. Wait, wait, wait. Hit, hit, do, you have a, do you have a needle drop? Can you do a needle drop? I don't have one of those. That was a late bloomer with a cannabis. 26 years old, so he smoked my first cannon, my first cannabis, whatever that is. Yeah? Yeah. What what was it? Uh, It was actually out of a volcano, right? Okay. So someone convinced me, it was my business partner. Why were you you such a late bloomer? I grew up. Such a square, man. I was athletic, one. so I still to this day never smoked a cigarette. Vanilla gorilla over here. I've been, I've been, I was, <laughs> yeah, I was tricked. Yeah. I was tricked into smoking a spliff a couple of times. But so I never, it just, I, consuming wasn't, I didn't, uh, wasn't on my radar. But I thought it was healthy binge drinking every weekend. Mm. So it <laughs> where my head was at. <laughs> but uh, my business partner so was Adam. from Oxford. So you know, with the, and I was at his house one day, and he had the volcano, and he explained to me that you know he's just heating up the THC, and you're not getting so much of the plant material, so it's not that bad for your lungs. Right. And I didn't want to be the only one not there. That was the time I, after 15 years of peer pressure, I was like, you know what? That's a, it's like my my uh, my business partner. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Oh, I was like, pussy, right? yeah, yeah. And he explained it to me that way. And the way he presented his, it was better than my friends when you're 16 being like, just do it, dude. Smoke this dirty can, bro. And he had, <laughs> and he had an English accent. Oh, so there yeah. you know, was it. English yeah. accent. That's oh, all, right. it took. all right. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> smoke this, my brother. Yeah. He's no flowers. He's just in the THC. Except that's like a rough. He has rough accent. He has bad. Was he a rough one? Or was he a He's rough a ruffian, one? yeah. No, he actually went to Oxford. Oxford so he showed, he showed me the Oxford oh. degree, and I was like, I'll smoke whatever you got, bro. All right. So... I, uh, I did the volcano, and I remember like Iron Man was on. I was on his couch, and I thought I I thought I peed on his couch because I'd never experienced <laughs> anything like this in my life, and I, I never had this 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 feeling before. So I, my body got so warm that I thought I peed. So I went to the bathroom, and I'm trying to feel my legs, and now I can't tell if my legs are wet or not. So that was a whole fucking shit show, and I drove there, and my brother's been a stoner since he was a kid, and I used to fucking give him a hard time. So finally, I call him up, and I'm like, "Hey, can you come pick me up?" <laughs> and on the way home, I, I ordered a volcano. <laughs> I used to drive around in my truck with bags of volcanoes filled up, thinking that they were gonna work or last, like because I didn't want to smoke joints. You just had the bag just sitting there full. Uh, uh, yeah, good. I thought they would last for a little while. Yeah, you're like, no, these taste. No. This is not. This is yeah, yeah. And then I went to Colorado, okay. skiing on Colorado, and there was no other option to consume. But like, are you gonna smoke this joint with us or not? And I was like, let's figure it out. So wait, so, so what year was that? Oh man, like 2008, maybe. Wowzer. Why, why didn't you just why didn't you just have the actual volcano in the trunk and fill the bag when you wanted it you had to hook rather it than fill the bag much, ahead of time? Dude. You're like, what is that? Where where were you in my twenties, bro? <laughs> yeah, right. Older. You have some, that's like something you would That's mount. a wingman right there. I'm walking like, yeah, come on. He's Whoa. like, man. That's something you would mount in a van, in like a van, right? First of all, it'd be a van, so it'd look like the rainbow field. And then you would have some sort of secret little thing, and then you'd be because the minute you have that sitting out, it's like the fuck is that? You know what I mean? Hello. <laughs> well, it's funny too, because where I'm from in the Berkshires and the mountains, we're notorious for growing, cultivating the mountains. My dad 
all the, you know, my parents smoked, so all that grown up. I just, that was also probably the reason why I didn't want to smoke. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> I was like, oh, hold on a second. I don't like the way that looks. But all it turns out, there's other things going on. <laughs> a lot of partying going on in the 80s, bro. 100%. Yeah. And, up and things skip generations like that, too, where it's just like, and I think that's going to happen a lot now with this generation because, because they're going to grow up where it's like, like in Holland, very low amount of people smoked cannabis. And, and if they did, they were mostly like, I wish I found cannabis earlier. Riding on a scooter and they were 15 and whatever. And they had a phase they go through, right? Whereas we're, our phases are lasting 40, 40, 50 years. We're like, yeah, it's a long ass phase I'm in right now. This is a serious, I'm on my 37th year of, you know, phase. But in general, it's, uh, you know, like the more open it is, the less the younger generation wants to smoke. And I have a feeling that we're going to see like, my kids' generation, which is alpha, right? Generation alpha. I doubt they'll even smoke that much because they'll be like, so like, that's like my grandfather used yeah. to do that or my dad, you know what I mean? That's so I wonder what they're going to be doing. So uncool. <laughs> um, it'll be virtually something. Virtual stimulation. It'll be yeah. some bizarre, doesn't hurt you. <laughs> no, I wish I, I wish I found cannabis <laughs> earlier. I wish I started smoking earlier, but it, like that changed me. But growing, growing it changed me in a different way too because you have to set a schedule. You know, like the plants don't care about the weekends or the holidays or your girlfriend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like for me, that really settled me down. So smoking settled me down. And then when I started cultivating, one, I had unlimited amounts of cannabis. I really stopped drinking. Someone brought a beer to the shop to celebrate the other day. I took one sip and handed it to my partner. You know, yeah. like it's just uh, a good it's, move. Yeah. I mean, if you're growing your own cannabis and there's no reason yeah. to. Yeah. I don't need any other. I don't need any other stimulants. Like I, I want to stimulate that. myself. Oh. <laughs> no, you're you're 100 correct. And, and and like you know, it's funny because I was saying earlier how you know doing events and things like that. That's the hardest part to balance. Like a lot of times is that you're trying to have you know you're trying to go to all these events and they're always like all over the world and you're trying to cultivate yep. and you need a good so you always need a good partner in that situation somebody yes. you can trust. And, and technology. Technology's come a long way Technology as well. is Make it simple for the partners, what I found. Yes. I've, I've, a lot of people have broken up with their girlfriend. Oh, over God. Over a Spanibus trip or a weekend at the World Cup during harvest time or something. Really? <laughs> yeah, we're sitting. Yeah. It's also like in California, they always had the reggae on the river, like literally at the most important moment when all the plants are flipping and they're all turning, they're either going to go male or female. And so like you come home from that show and then there's always, like it's like notorious for... Oh yeah, you went to regular on the river, and then your whole shut, your whole thing got seated. Yeah, good job. You know, because it's I, that critical moment. I learned that with that oh, wow. like in Miami last year. I think we did it like uh, first week October or something like oh, that. Or something. Yeah, worse. It was it was the same yeah. time as the Harvest Cup up in the New England, and there's something else. Someone wants to come, and I was like, well, it was part of Mila's tour, so it wasn't just Abu Miami. She was going Chile, yeah, uh, Colombia, Peru. I mean, it can work out to your advantage when it's Harvest time. It can work out. Disadvantage because either I mean it's better to come in November, December when everybody's already harvested and we got something to smoke because nothing worse than being around a bunch of weed that you can't smoke. It's all fresh. <laughs> yeah. What's going on there, Mark? I see you yawning away, tired. He's still mad about the beard too. Yeah. Ah, he doesn't drink so, coffee. None. Oh, there you go. Well, we know what we know. We may have to talk about that in a minute, right? Oh, look at oh, Dave. Man. He's drinking coffee. I got water. You got to bring him back some uh, cafecitos or something from Miami here. That'd keep you up, dude. You guys be jumping jelly beans down here. Yeah, the Cuban coffee's beautiful here. That's one thing for sure. I have some Colombian uh, coffee from my friend's farm in Colombia that I'm waiting to brew with. Uh, what kind? With- 
No, coffee, coffee. Yo, you see, we don't know each other. You don't know how much of a big pussy I am. The hardest drug I've ever done in my life was cannabis. You know, it's, it's, when in I'm Rome, a, yeah. when in Rome. No, it's this coffee, this right here. Holy moly. Do you drink Ozo coffee, Adam? Come on, you got to make sure he gets the... Uh, the Ozo you website. Should do that. So we should can... be a whole little video. We should be a, there should be a little uh, cafecito stop with the Cuban uh, the Cuban spot with the sandwich and him getting the coffee. You can smoke joints out in the streets here in Miami, pretty free lax. Yeah, I mean, as long as you're moving, that's the whole thing. Or you just go to the places like you were telling me earlier and smoke in the back. That was the rule in New York. You know, they in New York City. It used to be the rule in New York, but nowadays it's um, it's get on a bike. It's all about how you handle yourself too. It's kind of funny how it's like rampant though. Like, you know, the smell of cannabis is definitely becoming a staple, like in New York, everywhere, you know, everywhere. I mean, like I'm always just, it makes me laugh because I used to always be, it used to be such a head turning thing, you know, what the hell? Yeah, they're busting farms near me in Massachusetts that are like, supplying in downtown New York. That's all pretty much what's going on up there. Pretty wild. New York's always been the, uh, the vacuum, like, you know, the never ending hole that just keeps well, no, shoveling man. into it. Have, have you spoken to your friends in New York at all? Because it, like what Sid said the other day, got me thinking. And I reached out to a bunch of my buddies who I haven't spoken with in a while just to find out. And they're like rats fleeing from a ship, man. Oh. New York is totally the whole dynamic of why you lived there, you know, for that party lifestyle, the, the restaurants, it, it's, the, the, it's all gone. The nothing, they don't, is gone they just they the homes in the suburbs are i mean you could the people are stories i'm hearing they're just like driving up with bags of money saying is your house for sale well it is now you know and they're just it's, it's, a, it's a buyer's market that's all i was like here is it's a buyer's market yeah <laughs> you talk about getting your your head shop for a good price you can imagine well, what you could get I in mean, new york city now that contributed to the deal that we got and why i got such a large space and put the arcade in and things like that because also um, we've changed as people and then younger generation it's not just about the product it's about the experience mm -hmm. so my by us having a secret door that you don't even see then you can go through the back and then there's an arcade that you know like i, I love it already for them Speakeasy. yeah for them that's a visual experience and something they're going to post on instagram so for us that's a very important part of our business model i need to have more video game arcades than i do have nice glass mm. well yeah and it's like like you're saying it's about the experience you know uh and, and that vibe right there is exactly what we're all about and i think everybody in our generation kind of appreciates which is these like you know it's the it's the feeling of having something that's just that much more exclusive um and uh you have meow wolf which is in uh new mexico you heard of that no it's like an art group that put together took an old bowling alley converted it into this crazy psychedelic kind of experience where you you go into the kitchen and then you open up the washing machine and there's a slide going down the washing machine and you slide you go into the washing machine and slide into the next room and then I know where I'm going after the and you're like and you're like okay this is like makes a kid out of anybody yeah that's what i'm looking and you for. don't have to be tripping to to appreciate it but you are if you're tripping you'll appreciate it even more you'll be like, like what oh i love about this God. is that everyone you have to be over uh, 21 to go or yeah the, so it's you get to hang out in an arcade and have an arcade experience 
We have the one without the there. children or without. You know, how old are you? You act like a child as an adult. Sure. How old are you, Gringo? Oh, I love it. That's right. That's this is what gives me the idea because the first thing I do when I go to Denver, we talk about travel, and I go to the. I only usually go once or twice a year, and it's one's always for uh, Wolf Dogs uh, Indo Expo. Mm-hmm. So every time I try to stay downtown near Colfax so I can get my donuts, and I can go to One Up Arcade, and then there's a greasy spoon diner. So it's always it's always the same stuff. And the One Up Arcade, I don't even drink, but you get to smoke joints outside around the corner, and then. You know, go inside and play video games. I love it. Yeah, it's one of the. It's it's funny because it's like we're we're we have so many memories from arcades as a kid and like riding your bike to the arcade and having X amount of quarters on you or bills that you need to change and going trying to put your finger on the scale of their way in the tickets and and then like was that you know the. And the funny part too is like you know we're all worried about pedophiles online and stuff. We had to dodge actual pedophiles. They were there. They were there deep. That was a game in its own. It was free. And they didn't didn't realize it. But we're like, I was at the Westwood Arcade all the time. Can you imagine the the, 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 what was lurking in the shadows of the Westwood Arcade in LA? You know, come on. That was was at the the, the back in the back in the seventies. Like. That's that's you know that's serious shit. Was the Mine was super amusing. You know, all the mountain guys were telling you know, like, what was that? My my arcade was super amusement in uh, in Flushing. What was it the go to game though? What was everybody's go to game? Because I got to put arcade games in the shop so we even do a poll. We started at the game? beginning with everything. Okay, the first was Defender. Asteroids, Space. You know, then then you need Galaga. You, you need oh man centipede now we're showing our age because i'm like nba jam i know <laughs> two, nba jam that's like oh yeah. now he's engaged i just yes. woke him up right no no, 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 no. no no for sure you need uh defender robotron yep you need uh joust was a good one i used to like Gorf. That back in the day right. i'm a big fan of the games scramble like, i'm a big fan of games Galaga. Like, like i like pop a shot and the games you can like do stuff like that too missile like command and bumper pool and stuff like that oh, yeah, so that. what about I mean, my partner in the discussion now. I'm not going to call it an argument. Foosball versus shuffleboard. Uh, neither. I'm not old enough for shuffleboard yet. Yeah, but shuffleboard. I like shuffleboard. I like shuffleboard. It's a, like shuffleboard it's a, it's a Yeah. No, shuffleboard's great because you can it's smoke this, the one on the dust. Yeah. You can't. You can't really smoke a joint while you're playing foosball. Yeah, the that? stand-up one on the not desk the, and you not slide. The one, not the one. Not the one okay. where you push it like this. There's two shuffleboards in my room. Oh, okay. Yeah, the one, one with the sawdust. Uh, no, 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 no. Wait, no, which one, one are we talking about? The one about? the stand-up with the yeah, dust where you slide it and bump, bump the guy off. Yeah, that's not shuffleboard. Foosball. What do you call that? Maybe that's why he's arguing. The old person's game with a big stick. What do you call it then? No, I, I think you, you know shuffleboard is, is that it's the little sliders that yeah. you go to. Uh, you throw they got it's a gener- it's generational, I guess. The name. Yeah, we got our own forest. Yeah, we. So cornhole to you guys is a different thing the than cornhole. Sawdust is cool. The sawdust is always cool because you know yeah. that's something that that brings back. I like that game. Vibe. But in general, <laughs> cool. I think uh, you know the fact that a lot of us. You know, would like kill for that one extra game, and then nowadays you'll see like games for free at places, and no one's even playing them because kids just don't understand. Well, they'd rather take the picture. The they'd rather take the picture next to the game than play the game. Right. So I get to play the game. They get to take the picture. Everybody wins. Um, yeah, I would like. You know, it was really funny as I was driving the other day, and I literally was like, it was like outrun because I was in Miami, and I'm driving <laughs> a McLaren, and I'm behind a Ferrari a red Ferrari and the red Ferrari and me are kind of doing this the whole time. And I start to get this trippy fight, like thing, like 
dude, I feel because I'm because the car, the McLaren feels like you're in a video game anyway. And yeah. then on top of that, you got this red Ferrari. All I needed was a blonde chick with the hair flipping around, and I would have been like, this is outrun all day long until they rolled the. They have to roll the Ferrari at least. I was one more Grand Theft Auto where you were just drifting See, and Grand picking Theft up hookers, and it was wow. No, somebody yeah. just mentioned Spy Hunter. I loved that game. I, I love that. the bass background. Dun, 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 See, I want to get Mortal dun, dun, Kombat dun, dun. and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There Those was a game were way the, after. The Westwood Arcade, yeah, which man, I remember, which you can never I'm find right anywhere else. It was called Tail Gunner. You, you, come, you come in. Your membership's free, bro. We're good. Uh, yeah. These guys, they got we'll get pinball for those guys, but I, I they got the pinball. <laughs> <laughs> pinball. <laughs> All day pinball for sure. Pinball, yes. Why is a pinball machine more than a PS5? I can get six oh. PS5s to replace with a pinball machine. I went way to the better. pinball. I didn't understand how expensive they were. Way better. You want the Elvira one? Was a good one. Remember that one? Remember yeah, Elvira? I remember yes. that, that pinball. That's a good pinball. Yep. How do you know? No, what that's a good pinball. Me? How is about specific, remember Superman? How it was bigger. I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, no, pinball was a shit. And the thing about him, though, is you need to have a guy come in. How long are you in town for? Another week, maybe. Let's take a ride. There's a place called the Pinball Museum up the road. It's going to be a little spin. Yep. They got about 150 pinball games inside of it. And they're all, yeah, they're all working. They got shuffleboard, bro. The stand-up <laughs> one. Yeah. And then you pay like a little $50 like you go for the day, and they're all on free play. Nice. I like it. And they didn't say to smoke outside, but they said don't smoke inside. Even better. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Even I love better. your logic, man. Uh, Ask yeah, for I forgiveness, think uh, not for permission. I think it's definitely. I've seen some games that have been like, wow, dude, I, I want them so bad, I just don't have anywhere to put them. You know, they're like 300 bucks, 400 bucks. You buy them, keep them in my shop. Okay. Set them from Colorado. <laughs> I'll pay the shipping. That's fair. I'm, like, I'm not a jerk. Well, it's the funny thing is, I believe right now, I just saw it marketed. You can get, I mean, it's like, you know, this big, the size of a, of a oh. half a laptop or a tablet. And it literally has 200 of the old, or 400 of the old arcade the games. Console, yeah, it's all about you the know? console. Have you seen I the know. three quarter size consoles they sell? They're called one ups. Um, after the, I'm not having the K, but so they're three quarter size and they only get about 400 uh, bucks and they have all the classic games and different ones, but yep. it's really about the console. Costco the sells them. Yeah. You can about slap the six. For under a grand. You're telling me, bro. I want Missile <laughs> Command. I liked that old trackball and everything. I enjoyed that game. I like that Missile one. Command. I like, I, I said it earlier, I don't know if you heard me. I, you ever play Gorf? I remember it. I don't remember. I remember the name. I don't remember the. I like, is that where you dress up in the park and, and do swords? No. No, yeah. Gorf is a little different. Or uh, what was the one? Uh, 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 oh, man. Dave, he's on fire right now. Dave's what like, was the movie? Remember, it was remember? Tron. Very, I this love arcade Tron. Does. Arcade gets you reminiscent. Tron was good. But you're talking about the one that was like that weird one that it was kind of like movie and then you kind of decided and it would go one left or right type thing. I was, was just cool. thinking of that one. Yes. What the hell was that name? He was, a, Dragons, was like a Dungeons Dragon and Dra Dragon, Dragon Quest. Dragon's, Dragon's Lair. Lair. Dragon's Lair. Dragon's Lair. I loved that one. Yeah, How many quarters ridiculous. did you put yeah, in that to finish it? Lame technology ever. It was like, wait a minute. So basically, I'm just playing. Like, if I pick left, I go this way, and it shows you some one movie. And it, it was stupid. That was that was not a game at all. That pissed me off, actually. Uh -huh. It was fun to play. I remember. Um, but no, in general, uh, the struggle was real back in the day when we had to actually go to a physical place to actually play a game. 
and get home in a certain time. We had we had some serious. Uh, yeah. well, mine was always to get. You had to play the game before the movie started at the mall. That was always the thing. Oh. Yeah, you, you had to do your games on the mall. We had to get no, there. We were just so, walking so, the arcade. So yeah. you're gonna have yours on free play, or is it gonna be for tokens, or how you gonna work? How you working this deal? You for the first three months, everything's on free play because if you're gonna lose money, you might as well lose money for the people, big dog. That's right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. I would do tokens because then you just give people tokens. Well, I'm thinking and after then that, they're assholes. You go fucking the dollar token, and then they're when you come in, like, right, everything's on free play in the back. When you come in, you'll, you'll sign up and you'll pay. You'll, you'll sign up for membership, but not pay. Yeah. So for three months, there's no membership fee, but you got to sign up. So we gather your information and stuff like that. You know, you're on the email list, yada yada yada. Sure. And you get to know about all the parties and things, and then after three months. Uh, we'll see how the traffic is and weigh our options, but we're weighing an option, which is a membership program, which is, you know, hey, you pay, say you pay 20 bucks a month, you can go in the lounge and use it anytime you want, use all the games, play pool, have a business meeting, use the Wi-Fi, that type of stuff. And then every person you sign up using your code, you also get six or seven bucks back every month. So you sign up two people, three people, your membership's free. You sign up 100 people, you're getting 600 bucks a month, you're the kingpin. Look at that. And if you mention so it's you put your code out, you can get six bucks for every person. Basically, it becomes your living room, is what you're trying to say. Yeah, so yeah, but that's, go ahead, hang out, and buy all the exotic drinks and snacks. Love it. The biggest problem I'm going to have is too many people sign up, and then I have to go get a bigger space, I guess. And then I get to put my pop shop. Yeah. Wait. I need a, a bigger problem. space because yeah, I'm having have too much business. About that when we get there. Yeah. So we'll see how it shakes out. But I imagine, like, uh, when I stopped uh, drinking. People still wanted me to go to Duffy's or Bo Campers, these local bars, and watch the Dolphins game or watch whatever football game. I'm like, I want to hang out with you, and I love football, and I want to do that, but I don't like being around drunks at noon. Like, that seems intense to me, and they get lit. You know, the Dolphins are bad. You got to get drunk. Day drinking is intense, dude. So I imagine a place where you could come watch an English premier game at 8 o'clock in the morning, you know, some days, and you can sit there and you can watch Monday Night Football on another day. So there'll be some depths and hang out. If you're a member, we're not going to ask you uh, what you do for any year. You can take your heart medication. You can take any medication you want. It's not our business. So if you're, if you mention, you can dab CBD. Oh, good. There you go. So or you can dab It's not my business. If you're a medical card patient, it's not my business. Always away. Do you? I don't know if you regularly listen to the show, but we have a sponsor in Barcelona, uh, Treasure. And you know Treasure? You've been there. You yes. know that place? Yeah. Yeah. We, he was on. Yes, I know him pretty good. Yeah. You know, if they're, you walk uh, to, if, if you try to go, we used to go there some late nights. That was always the place to go uh, when you're not supposed to go. How could I imagine that PD would be that guy? Like, you know? No, you were the guy. Oh, I was the guy. Sorry. <laughs> 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 you were the guy with the foot in the door, being yeah. like, "No, bring the local, <laughs> bring it in, bring it." Bring it. Yeah. Do you know if you yeah. mention the done deal at Treasure, they waive the uh, membership fee? Hundred. Oh, I'm in. Um, it's it's a little nudge, so nudge. International done deals going on. No, I love that. that I mean, the done deals. You know? should, should we um, should we use this as a moment to do our, our shout outs? Sure. Before we do that, maybe okay. So give us a quick click Instagram. Obviously, you personally, Gringo Loco. That's pretty. Oh, no, no, it's not I'm actually yeah. It's actually super difficult. That's right. True. It's the I mean, there's a lot of Gringo Locos out there. And I was yeah. looking at them. And I was like, none of these people <laughs> appear to be weed people or that local. Yeah, they were so. not really. Uh, no, it's actually highly questionable travel. So gotcha. it's actually highlyquestionabletravel.com. And the Gringo Local thing came on later. Uh, long story in there. She uh, it was not a good. It was not a good look. But it stuck. Sorry. Yeah, you earned it. Right. Did, um, did we tag the right so, person in the show for Instagram? Say again. 
did we tag you correctly in Instagram? Yeah, I, did. I think you did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I didn't tag him. So I purposely did not put him in until I figured out what it was because yeah. I knew I was going to fuck that it was up. A little, yeah, I so fucked up so many people's. How many times have I fucked up, guys? Literally, like every a lot. Right? Having every questionable week. travel is not easy. It doesn't, <laughs> I, can't, I can't even spell questionable. I'm so about, I'm glad it's on auto go. I'm like 50% there with getting correct links to people's names. About, right? About At 50%. least you got my name correct this week. Mm. Yeah. Every so often, I'll just brain fart and put his. A couple more, couple more hot dabs like that. He's going to have no idea. <laughs> but the next guest, it's over. You guys are, you know what I mean? Like, you better, you better carry the show, bro. <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll handle it. Plus, I got Boog. And this Boog's going to be a struggle. Boog's going to be a struggle. He's got the Colombian coffee. Look at him. He's Joan. He's like, oh, he's ready. Um, well, cool. Thanks for coming through. I'm just going to do my shout outs now. And you're, you're, you're free to go. Now people will not be confused with the beard any longer. Because the next guest has got a beard that doesn't look anything like my old beard. <laughs> Yeah, we got a beer battle right now. Oh, he won, he won. I know. I'm, I, 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 get a, I get a lot of people who like. Oh, I used to, and I get a lot of people who go. Oh, when I retire, yeah. And I'm like, what? It's, it's funny. I, uh, I appreciate. Like, it's funny how quickly like you get back onto that. And once you have a beard, it's like you get guys coming up to you all the time, and you're like. Just grow a fucking beard, dude. You don't have to be excited about my beard. Like, go grow one yourself. So, like, I wish I could, if man. If your girlfriend is telling you not to grow a beard, you don't deserve either one of them. Right. Yeah. No, you don't deserve the beard, and you don't deserve to go get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of beards, <laughs> who's our first sponsor? Come on. They don't have none new of them. Millennium Nutrients. New Millennium Nutrients. I don't think anybody in New Millennium Nutrients has a beard. I think they're our beard-free company, which is almost impossible in the cannabis world. I have to say that would be a physical impossibility. But Well, they don't want any beard hair in their nutrients. And all the guys and Cole, they're all super clean-shaven. Oh, what's his name? has got a little goatee. Okay, so Jaron's got a little goatee, and that's not a beard. So beard-free. New Millennium Nutrients. You go to uh, newmillenniumnutrients.com and you can check out their line. You can pick up any products from them direct there. You can also check out the store finder. Find out if you have them close by you. And uh, if you do, you have to use Done Deal on checkout. And if you communicate with them, it's obviously Done Deal because that's going to get you to the front of the line, which I know is really long right now because they've got a lot of people wanting their products now. Um, but if you're growing on any kind of scale and you need something that's super easy to use, highly efficient, and uh, you know, made by professionals, for professionals, you go to newmillenniumnutrients.com. Don't forget that done deal. Newmillenniumnutrients.com. Yes. How many people, how, how often do we hear about people saying, man, I placed that order and I didn't get the discount. And the next question is, well, did you mention the done deal? And like, fuck. So yeah. you, you have to remember to put that in at the end. You do have to. Very um, are Now, are we switching? How are we doing now? Are yes, we going? we're going to Incredibles. Incredibles. All right. Incredibles. You got to love I Incredibles, we're, uh, yeah. right? Uh, okay, I'm just seeing. This is, your, this is your order. We do Incredibles, then we do True Pure, and then we draw into Green Farms Med, then we go to yeah. Build a Soil, Ozo, Treasure. Oh, don't start Apothecary. telling the whole story, dude. You just blew it. You, you just you just whole thing. gave up. They know everything. They <laughs> <laughs> gave up the secret sauce. 
I wouldn't be the first time I fucked up, right? But today, maybe tonight. Right. But no, um, but we're actually, so next week, we're going to be switching it over a little bit to all some, the other brands that Incredibles is launching. Um, Bob's going to be sending over some new material. They have a new extract company, um, uh, their CBD line. It's, it'll be, it'll be a good switch over that they're still Incredibles, but they are launching some new brands and we're going to get the word out about it but for now you can go to iloveincredibles.com um and you can see all the thc products that they offer you can go to almost any dispensary i don't know one dispensary that doesn't carry them right now and ask for incredibles by name or you can they're re they're repackaging not rebranding looks fantastic if you go to the if you go to their store finder in colorado it's like it looks like it's just covered the entire state. Like there's hardly yep. anything left, especially if you zoom out. You're like, oh my god. Yeah, it was it. it was interesting talking to the guys at you know to to Jesse at Greenery. You know they're in 200 and they've you know recently launched that Incredibles. At one point in time, I remember they were in like 680 when there were that many. And you need to right. think about the logistical nightmare of of getting your product out for. But uh, it's a uh, because I, I, I'm sold, man. I eat, I eat one of their gummies the most, every the, morning. Like, like I was funny because I was talking to somebody today about edibles because they just announced that they're going to allow them here. And I was explaining to him about incredible, giving him the Incredibles model and saying, look, there's, you know, because he actually ran, uh, my friend actually ran a dispensary. He was manager of a dispensary in Tahoe. And he said at one point he was like, you know, sampling some of the stuff and he realized, uh, he real, I'm going to get some noise here. Realized that uh, <laughs> wasn't working at all. Car is going out, man. So happens uh -oh. when you're in a car, car spot. Sometimes Are we losing your internet? Out. What's that? No. No. Oh, I can't hear you now. If not, Good. it's you. It's me? My God? Uh, yes. You're, well, you're fine to me. Everything's right. fine on our end. There we go. So you go to iloveincredibles.com and... Uh, you can find out where they are and you can buy them everywhere. But if you want a CBD product, all you have to do is go to truepura.com and that's their whole line of CBD product, edibles, tinctures, salves. They have uh, dog products, cat products. Um, listen, it's made with full on broad spectrum now. They're switching over. So you're not going to find anything made with straight isolate anymore. And uh, it is just a quality CBD product. What's that? You got the haunted house soundtrack going on back here. <laughs> creaky, creaky door. We can't creaky hear it. Door. Tight. So, but but if you do go to truepura.com, you enter done deal at checkout and you'll get twenty percent off your order. So, uh, oh, now we got them on twice. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry. Sorry. I don't know. No, no, I'm just trying to. Okay. No, I'm sorry. I was. I was trying to just send a message to somebody. Oh, so you fucked it up. Sorry, we're good. I was sending a message. <laughs> you guys see behind the scenes, behind my, the, the under, from under, Adam from oh under. Gosh. Don't talk about oh, that. No. All right. Don't talk about that. So, just yeah. go to truepura.com, enter done deal at checkout. You'll 20%, get 20% off, off 20%. your order. They ship everywhere in the country. But uh, if you happen to want to buy some Incredibles and get a discount you can try going to green farms med in colorado springs and i had the pleasure of driving down there and i tell you jw runs a class dispensary 
Okay. They had everything, multiple edibles, tinctures. They make their own ASO, which is called um, activated solventless oil, which is their Phoenix Tears version. And unbelievable products they have there but you can also get incredibles there so there's a way to double dip the done deal and go down there they, oh they double took... down on the done deal <laughs> I, I mean it was really nice i i felt safe when i was there um really nice people down there great products um i i'm learning myself and you're the grow expert but how hard it is to to bring in an organic no-till like they do and I looked at all their strains. It's fire. There's the photo of the store. Um, so you got to head down there, ask for the done deal. Um, JW's awesome. Um, Heather was awesome. Great place, man. I can't speak more highly of a dispensary. I mean, I really had a great time. I'll probably make the drive down there again. So, uh, But if you're down there, don't drive. Just go there. But uh, I want to throw this in. I know it's not on the list, but if you're not a medical patient and you do want to get your medical card, reach out to Dr. Mark, who's been on our show. He's doing. He's in Durango, and he does medical evaluations. And I know I was supposed to send Mark the number so he could put it up, but uh, you know, reach out to us at dundeal at adamdunshow.com, and we'll make sure to pass on his information if you want to get your medical card. Yes, sir. And, of course... Build a soil. Build a soil. Build a soil. You're going over there. Are you going next week on Tuesday? Is that the plan? Is that the I, plan? Well, um, sometime next week. I have to figure it out. It's a, it's a, it's a rough. You know, you can't. I can't do it in one day. So uh -huh. I got to, I got to figure out where I would, uh, you're gonna, would camp. You're going to get to see behind the scenes uh, over there, and hopefully you're going to film for us, right? Is that the plan? Absolutely. Going to film a little piece. Yeah. Wow. I'll do Chat it. Chat gang is excited to see your filming capability and your. Yeah, they're gonna. It's gonna be hard. Don't really stop. Can you walk and film at the same time? Are you capable? Is this is this I gonna be one know. of those deals where? Mark's I have a feeling there's me... gonna be some issues. No, where Mark's gonna get me that uh, steady cam thing by the time I go, okay. and I'll see if I can use that to. to, to I don't know if that, he, he doesn't have it, so I don't know how he's gonna do that. But oh, you have it. I'm pretty sure. Uh oh. So good luck, to, steady. You are the steady yeah. camp, Dave. Dave. I'll, I'll hold the phone. I think it'll be fine. You are the steady. Just you rest, are the steady camp. That's your mantra. You just need to work that. Work that Did mantra. Did you just say rested on my belly? Well, that's rested what I would on shit. your belly. That's what I would do. Holy I just, shit! I just gave an example on my belly, so like it's okay. But nobody can see that you're making. You know, yeah, maybe they can. Yeah, they can. Yeah, they can. Settle down. Yeah, no. So I would Settle love down, to. Dave. Settle down. I would love to. It's uh, I'll load up. I'll bring my pickup truck and I'll bring back supplies for you. The Build a Soil is your uh, ultimate source for all your organic cannabis needs. You can get um, also go to their website and check out their uh, videos that they've got, which are all very informative. You can also go back to all the old shows with Jeremy. And you'll notice that those guys are real serious and they know what they're talking about. So uh, we love having them on the show, which we will have. Maybe if Dave could pull it together, we could have had a, could have had a, a whole little thing. But I have a feeling it's just going to be a big, sloppy mess of Dave walking around. <laughs> some it will time. not. It will not. I will figure out a way to make it work and uh, get some footage. No, but but basically, if you if you need any advice, you give them a call. You go to 855-877-SOIL. 
contact them direct or go to the website, obviously. And if you're checking out, don't forget done deal because uh, you always get an extra, extra bonus at the end if you do that. And uh, yeah, just take care of those guys because Jeremy is the shit. Someone just texted us on the Skype line asking for the done deal for uh, Build a Soil. Uh, build a soil done deal. Called IS looking for the build. They got an order from them. No, What's, what is it? They just texted. The, they wanted to know the code, so I let them know. Oh, the done code deal. is done deal. Yeah, done deal. I, always I done deal. I know it's always it done asked deal. for the done deal code. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, he asked for that's like some stoner shit. That's some stoner shit right there. Like, what's right the done deal? Code? What's the number for nine one one? Yeah, right. Exactly. Hey, bug. All right. Um, so we got Boog joining us, but give me a give me a minute. We're gonna finish the ad, so just hang out, get ready for us. Uh, well, we were just uh, talking about in uh, in Miami. They have great oh, coffee me, down I'm there, but they have great me, coffee me. here. No, it's in all Colorado. good. Just chill out. We're good. Yeah, we're good. So, uh, oh, so uh, yeah, we got a couple more. Got a couple more runs. To do, a couple more ads to do. Got to pay those bills. Got to pay. We don't have money bags yet to pay the bills, so we got to work our own money bags. Oh, yeah, this is our official money bag part of the show. I would I'd have to call it, I guess. <laughs> so. Um, we have after build a soil. Come on, Ozo Coffee, baby. Oh, so listen, I'm trying, guys. If you if you want to see them stick around as a sponsor, you gotta head over to ozocoffee.com, enter Done Deal at checkout. You'll get twenty percent off your order. It yep. it is absolutely my favorite, hands down, my favorite coffee. And I'm sure the chat gang is gonna all join in. Anybody who's ordered already is gonna confirm that because I can say without a doubt that. I love my Ozo. And it's funny because the way that that thing is, when you pour it all out, it sort of keeps its shape, right? The bag. And I always think it's full. And then all of a sudden <laughs> I pick it up and it's like empty. And I'm like, what? How did five pounds of coffee disappear? I'm like, holy shit. So it is, it is addic obviously coffee is addictive. We all know that. We want you to become addicted to Ozo coffee though. Not any old coffee, but at least get addicted to a good fucking coffee. And you go to their website and you use Done Deal on the checkout and you get 20% off. So you might as well buy five pounds. This is my suggestion. You buy five pounds of coffee. You'll have a shitload of coffee for a while and you have a free, whole free pound. Don't be lame and order like a tiny amount and get your 20, tiny 20%. You got to go big. Nope. Got to go big or go home on these discounts. Be, well, and also think about it for a second. The same way that you've been doing genetics for your whole career, your whole life, different strains and varietals. That's the whole basis of their entire company. So right. they have a guy who travels the globe. They have set up relationships with family farms all over the place. And they have a strong enough relationship where they buy a whole bunch. They buy the, the beans green, and then they roast them on a 1959 roaster in Boulder. So you can't get fresher coffee. It's a, Again, just go to ozocoffee.com. Give them a shot if you drink coffee. If you don't drink coffee and you have a family friend that drinks coffee, buy them some because uh, they listen. You you will they will thank you for it in the long run. Somebody uh, drinks coffee, you know that. Uh oh, am I hearing? I'm hearing an echo. That's because they have my head. How about now? Yeah. Echo, sir. No, well, maybe it's gone. I don't know. Okay. Nope. But or if you yes. have, like, if you're traveling around though, and you happen to be in Barcelona, we just mentioned Treasure. You got to go to Treasure. They're, they're the, one of the best cannabis clubs there is in Barcelona. Um, PD's been doing it since the beginning. You just 
tell them the done deal and they waive the 30 euro entry fee. So they're, the, the cannabis is amazing. I don't know if they're doing uh, edibles or hashes right now. I'm pretty sure Barcelona's a bit behind the times there. But whatever is available, you'll be able to pick it up at Treasure and sit down in a nice environment and enjoy some cannabis, which we can't do here in the States, or at least here in Colorado. You got to hide in your house and smoke. You can't smoke openly or you know, in a private club. So I would love for that to happen. If you guys have ideas, man, we got to start lobbying everybody in Colorado because we need some consumption lounges when it's safe. So go to Treasure in Barcelona. Can you hear us, Adam, or your headphones on now? I can't hear better now. Except I hear now I hear myself, which kind of sucks. So if I go without, I'm going to go without. You're going to go without the headphones. It's better. I just was trying to get a little better sound for myself, but ain't happening. I will talk to the production do, crew do after it. the show to let them know how much they let us down. Oh, you don't Can't have a headphone. this one because it's... There's no headphone jack. No, I don't have a headphone jack because it's fucking iPhones. God it is what it is. <clears throat> but if, you, if you're back from Barcelona and you happen to be in Pueblo, Colorado Springs, or... Denver. Or Denver. <laughs> <laughs> You go to Apothecary Farms, you ask for the done deal, you're going to get a gram of their ambrosia and an infused joint for 25 bucks. Believe it or not, I've been trying to get a hold of Brent to add some stuff to it, but uh, uh, and we'll, we'll throw our arm out. But since his appearance on the show, it's been booming for him. I mean, here and in the other states that he's doing. So I will get a new done deal as soon as possible. But for now, it's a gram of their finest ambrosia and a joint infused for 25 bucks. All you got to do is ask for the done deal and, that's, and they'll give it to you. And so uh, head over to Denver, Colorado Springs, and uh, ask for the done deal at Apothecary Extracts. You know, you, you can get the discount if you go to their store, but it's they're they're processing for everyone now. Fourteener uses them. I've I've seen them all over Boulder. I'm seeing them all over Denver. Um, I just tried this Fleetwood butter. Holy moly, Mark! You you gave me you brought this one by. Yeah. I don't know if you you smelled it, yeah. but it's one of those terp profiles. I, whatever we had, you. whatever I had, like the last time we did a show in town was super fire. Do you remember what that was? Uh, the, uh, huckle, the Huckleberry cookie. Oh, the huck Huckleberry exactly. pop. Exactly, that shit was fire. That was that had such a unique flavor to it. Yeah, it was super it. cheesy. And, yeah, it was good. Everybody that I ever I, mentioned apothecary uh, extracts too, they're all, everybody's always like fire. They, they, they're definitely getting a good rep right now because they're putting out they're putting out some consistent, some consistent stuff. So we love having them on board. And if you go in town and you, so how many places they have now? What's three, three. three. Okay. Uh, cool. Yep. Uh, the Colorado Springs one is medical, but the Denver and Pueblo are both recreational. Shout out. And Shout out to Gringo Loco. He's on his way out. He made it safe through the... Hey, guys. <laughs> Peace out. Uh. Um, yeah, they're, they're putting out the fire. So if you go there, you get the done deal, which is what, a, a joint? Uh, it's a gram and a joint for 25 bucks. That's a deal and a half right there. That's a yeah, deal. It is. That is a deal and a half right there. So, um, okay, cool. And then... Extract Craft. 
extract craft. If you want to make some uh, at-home ex extracts, alcohol ex extracts, you should go to extractcraft.com. Check out their website. Um, use done deal on checkout because this is a real simple, easy-to-use tabletop system. All closed loop, 98% returns on, on your alcohol, so you, you barely go through it. Um, and uh, you can make some really good uh, tinctures. You can also, if you want to work with a vac oven, you can make your own shatter. You can do pretty much anything uh, along that spectrum. And uh, very, very easy. That was almost too easy. That was my only, my only problem was I had no, no knobs to twist. I was like, there's only one knob and one button. I was like, so you wanted the tactile sensation of having a lot of gadgets. Oh, I wanted, I wanted like to be like. Did a, you want that little like V with the electric DJ DJ mixer <laughs> with the thing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, one button, really simple. Um, one click operation. And if you do go to, uh, if you do decide that you want to get into alcohol extraction with this machine, you're going to need some alcohol, obviously. So you go to our next sponsor, which is 420extractor.com, and. Uh, Remember, it's 420, not 420. 420 Extractor, uh, it makes a specific alcohol for your alcohol extractions. They know what you're doing, so you're not trying to use some other product that's got other additives or sugar, extra things, un uh, things of that are unnecessary for what you're trying to do. Um, so you go to their website. You can order a, a, you know, up to 50-gallon drums and... Uh, I think down here though you can't, right? Because there's, there's a there's a law here in in Florida, which I just found out that they're not allowed to have over seventy six percent alcohol or something like that in any form. It doesn't matter whether it's an alcohol in a in a bottle or if it's like they have their own weird. So like you can't get Everclear here. You can't get it. So ridiculous. Everclear is actually seventy six percent alcohol, not you know. Uh, 85 or whatever it is uh what's the logic behind that because there were so many meth labs here that they oh. decided that <laughs> since they need that probably will eliminate that one easy to get thing and that might help <laughs> so it's crazy how how uh I, I didn't I see that. I thought it was maybe something, one of these weird old laws. Like, no, it's still illegal to spit on the floor, but I didn't know that that was because of the meth labs. That's interesting. Right. You're not wearing your Sunday best on Sunday. Thanks for good teeth. <laughs> right? Dentists love... Oh, my God. Dentist's favorite friend, meth. Um, so, anyway, uh, speaking of meth, our next sponsor... No, it's... Oh, <laughs> what? No. And there goes... Uh, another, that's the end of the show. And there goes our other sponsor. No. Who's our next sponsor? Come on, Dave. Or Tina. Oh, see, there's no mess there. It's straight up fire weed. That's all they got. That's all they got. That's all. Actually, I had I had a, I had bagels for breakfast with Evan this morning in his backyard at a good distance, and got to hear what's going on with him. <laughs> I'm sure you prodded Listen, him for a done deal uh, the whole time. I, you, you know, actually, I did, and I and I I, I do. Um, it's it's Boulder. So it's it's real it's really hard, and uh, I believe his yeah. words were absolutely not. Um, yeah. It would just it would confuse the fuck out of things right now. But uh, gotcha. there are so many new strains coming on the shelves right now. It is, uh, I mean, it it's like a cornucopia of smells. That Chem de la Chem uh, rosin is out of this world, man. Like I smoked some, and then but I still had it on my tongue. Like twenty minutes later, it was crazy. It was really good. <laughs> Yeah, they're. I mean, listen, they're they're great people. Everything that you buy at Fourteener is going to be grown and manufactured by them. Okay, that's how they differentiate themselves. Aside from having fire weed, is 
you're not going to worry about going there and finding out something didn't work because they bought it off a wholesale from someone else. Everything they sell, they grew themselves. Um, kosher Kush right now, I, I, I'm telling you, Adam, uh, I'm going to get some of this and I'm going to get it into your hands because this, uh, I've tried kosher other places, whatever, their varietal is fantastic. And you wait next week, the truth just got cut and it's going to be out on the shelves again. I believe this is the photos that I saw of it are it. I I'm looking forward to it, but back to what Mark said, their process of rosin is amazing. I mean, amazing. They really know what they're doing. Um, so head down to 14 or boulder.com. You place a pre-order. They're going to send you a text. You're going to go down there. You're going to pick your order up. Uh, I, 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 I'm sitting with them. You know, we were looking at some of the reviews that came in. When the worst review, your one star, is because it says, I showed up at 5 o'clock on a Friday and had to wait 15 minutes to get my order. Are you fucking... <laughs> I laugh. I'm like, you got one star for that? Friday, 5 o'clock? You waited 15 minutes. Are you fucking kidding me? I'd have written back as the owner. I'd have said just one word. Wah! With like 32 A's. That, that elite Yelper life. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, a, that's, a Yelp, that's a Yelper right Worst there. Worst thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So go to 14 or Boulder. It's only pre-order. There is no show up and, and buy. But if you do make the mistake and show up, just get on your phone, place a pre-order. 15, 20 minutes, you'll get a beep. You'll go in and buy it, sometimes even sooner. So uh, just 14 or Boulder. They're at 28th and Mapleton, um, right next to the YMCA ball fields. Great people. Tell nice. them I said hi. All right, we got two more, right? Yep, fish head. No, three oh, more. Treasure, three more because we got Treasure, but we already talked about them. But Treasure, of course. No, we did Treasure already. Oh, fish head farms. Fish no, Head Farms. farms. Okay. We already did Treasure, right? It's okay, cool. Yes. Yeah. Fish Head Farms. Yeah, we did it. Uh, I'm looking definitely. at all the, the the artwork behind you. Whoever did that artwork should make the a fish in a in a diaper before He's on you the leave. show right now. He's, He's on the show right now. He's right there, sitting there in front of you. There he is. There, you go. there he is. Oh, there he is. You asked for him, and he showed up. Like, two seconds. Who, who, who did that who, art? That's, a, that's the gentleman that? behind the magic right there. Who did that art? Um, we're almost ready for you, Boog. I know it's long. We're, we're long. No, you're good. The more time, you can just chill out and hang out. Take a dab. Smoke a joint. Listen, this is the part where I say, what John doing? Going to weed college? (laughs) Right? You know, I said to a friend of mine, I'm like, you you know, he's like, are you going to listen to, because our friends at Dark Star Orchestra are doing a concert tonight for the first time ever live. They're on stage and they're playing it like a drive-in. And like, you're going to listen. I'm like, no, I I, I actually co-host a show. And they're like, really? And I said, yeah, I sent him a link. I said, watch, watch. I sent him a link. The first thing back to him is, Man, you guys smoke a lot of pot on that show. No. So, <laughs> you're, you're, smoking is actually required. So, no, I'm looking okay. at four Bugs, screens Bugs right now, and no one is edible, smoking. Bugs on the edible tip now, I think, more or less. Cause... Listen, no Baptist sermons every now and then. That uh, okay. Thing, okay. Thing get a little, you know what I mean? Don't tell my doctor, but <laughs> every now and then. <laughs> on the beats. I yeah. mean, not really, but... <laughs> 
We've got two, two more sponsors after this one, though, right? After yeah. Fish Head Farms. Yep. So Fish Head Farms, by far the easiest addition to your garden that'll make a huge difference when it comes to terpene profiles, when it comes to just overall health of your plants. It's all made in, uh, in Rhode Island. A fish's ass. At, uh, did you see that latest artwork that came in? That was pretty dope. No. It's, I didn't it's even on look Instagram, it I believe. It's on, our, it's on the Instagram. Oh. It's looking sick, so I forget. I have to look it up and see who uh, posted it. But yeah, it's uh, by far the, like I said, the easiest to add to your garden and see results. I saw it within the first round. I'm on my second round now, and once again, just, just stuff's amazing. So uh, check them out, fishheadfarms.com. What is it? Fishheadfarms.com, yep. right? And uh, use a done deal, and you will get 20% off on your order. What? 25%? 25% off. Oh, man. That's a good little percentage, man. That's a nice. huge percentage. That's actually really good. 25% off, which is a great thing. If you listen to the show and you add up all of the discounts, it actually equals thousands of dollars at the end of the day. You're like, fucking A. Quality and broadcasting. Yeah, yeah. and it's all real shit. You know, real shit that works. Real shit, like fish shit. Fish literally. shit is literally real shit. And it's like it works. And it's the shit. It is the shit. There you and go. Tom is the shit. Tommy, who uh, runs the company, and he's going to be on soon, but he's out skydiving or doing something fun right now. So he's too busy having fun to be on our show today. But soon come, I think we're going to get a little round robin going with some of the people that he, we've uh, uh, sent out because we sent a lot of uh, people some samples. So they should be seeing those results now. It's been a while. Get back to them and check yeah. them out. See what's going on. Um, so fishheadfarms.com, 25% off. Can't get wrong with that. Done deal all day. Uh, Fish on Instagram. Seedsherenow.com. Now we're down to the final two. The two big dads. The, the big dogs. The big dogs on the show. Seedsherenow.com. If you want the best in genetics, you need seeds. That's where you go to. You obviously use done deal on checkout. But along the way, you look at all the breeders that he has, and they're all fire, including myself, I have to say. No, but in general, everybody that's in there is uh, – you know, putting out something unique and they've been vetted in more ways than one by the other, by the other breeders. And even with James himself, James being a man on the scene, he's really adamant about making sure that the right people, you know, people are getting credit for what they do. People aren't just taking other people's work, which happens a lot in our game. So the fact that, that. Yeah. the fact that people actually take the time to, you know, make sure that you're, if you put something out and someone else puts out the same, something with your genetics, that doesn't give you any credit and, or even ask you along the way, then they're not, they're, you know, they're, he doesn't even want them in the corral. So that's why everybody's sort of, you know, we all hang together and we have no problems. But uh, so go to seedsherenow.com, check them out. They got their BOGO deals. They've got all sorts of uh, specials at all times. But on the on checkout, you obviously got to put done deal in. That will get you the extra bonus. And uh, James Bean, man on the scene, I think next week we're going to try to put together something with him because he always brings us the best of the best. And I'll be home or not home, I'm not sure, but at least we'll have some somebody on here some uh, breeder keep our, gotta keep our chat gang happy it's like feeding feeding the the, the right amount of just gotta put it out there a little bit if you don't put enough in there they get all feisty yeah this ain't weed what's going on everything comes back to weed in, in our world yeah um so yeah seeds here now.com i'm waiting for you dave you're supposed to be signaling me seeds here now.com Earthshaking.com.com.com. Earth but you remember if the you want to grow those seeds, 
correctly. So if you, you want to grow those though? seeds with the right illumination. <laughs> okay, okay. So uh, you yeah. go to Illuminar. Oh shit. There they are, the real big dogs. If you're mm -hmm. into, if you need lighting for any situation, whether it be a tent, uh, you want a couple of LEDs, you want a whole room full of double-ended HIDs, whatever it is, these guys will put it together for you. Balance, they'll put together the whole program. You tell them your dimensions, what you're looking for, what kind of uh, power you got, et cetera, et cetera. Wham that in there, come back to you with a nice, easy to use uh, formula. And on top of that, all their products are, are top notch. Plus, they have the hash controller now, which controls uh, all sorts of aspects of, of uh, timing, whether it comes to controlling all your gear, uh, getting your lighting. We're, we're coming up with an Adam Dunn Show specific program, which is going to be a sunrise, sunset with a nice, uh, but, but in a proper way where it you know, evolves with you. So it's not just like a set time. Should be cool. But check them out. Yep, but if you happen to be a California, if you're yep. growing in California and you're you need to, realizing. You're going to have to grow with LEDs. Yep. Yeah, you you need to, to get LEDs. It's coming, it's coming around the corner in January. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to. Get in front of it now, man. Regulated. Yes, sir. Well, California, of course. Yeah, yeah. you got to imagine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go to illuminarlighting.com. Use done deal on checkout. That's, this is where your done deals can get astronomical, right? If you have a huge operation and you throw that last minute, it's a little done deal in there. <laughs> Boom. All of a sudden, it's like, ah. Oh, yeah. You're going to be like, wow. Nice. Yeah, just nice. like that. Exactly. Just as, as, Dave, as Dave said. I like that. Those are and advice. of course, uh, every last Friday of the month, we give away a light from Illuminar. So keep an eye out for the word of the month. Go to the Illuminar Instagram page, check them out, and you will be ready to uh, hopefully enter. And all you have to do to enter is send us a quick note saying, hey, I want to get a light from Illuminar because, and be creative, poems have worked in the past. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Be creative. A little, a little soliloquy, a, a little, little haiku, a little sonnet. Exactly, exactly. There you go, guys. Bang. All right. So I know, Boog, that was a long ass time. I'm just like, Boog's like, what the fuck? Am I even on oh, the no, show? I'm enjoying it. I'm, he I'm... doesn't even know. He's Boog, like, Boog is very typical to just sit in the cut and just observe, man. He's, he's, a, he's the old school cat over there, just like seeing, peeping the scenes, seeing what's going on, making sure uh, the games are okay. Well, you know how it goes. Welcome back to the show. Uh, <laughs> we now return you to your regularly scheduled broadcast. Exactly. Uh, Book's been with us. He was. You, you were with us at the the last proper 420 that existed, which oh, was uh, in the in the uh, before times. In, in the way before, way back in the, times. In the way way in the, times. In the way way back times when, when things yeah. were normal and we were allowed to hang out in groups. Before and, the Mad Max, uh, you yeah. know, mentality of going outside. Of yeah, yeah. And that was that was amazing. It was amazing. It was fun. And you came in just at the right time to come in and judge the final round, which was pretty cool. Yes. And, uh, of course, we got uh, put outside, and it was a weird vibe because we had all it that craziness going. It, it was all that Fire department came. And we were lucky because we actually got our shit done, and then everything went to hell, right? So it was kind of, like, funny in that sense, but it was definitely a, a bizarre event to say the least but fun i mean we love it when it's fun i mean surprisingly this i mean we didn't really blow it out in here because there is a smoke alarm way the fuck over there and i see it i can see it it's, it's watching you from the corner right there and the last time we tried to do a show <laughs> during it with a bunch of cars and in a place that was highly fucking wired up oh boy uh 
we blew it out. So if you go to that, that shows a little, a little messy and sloppy, but it was, it was, uh, it was, hilarious. That, that, was that show was amazing. Bro. It was hilarious. And Boog, Boog actually uh, did a bunch of artwork at that spot, which I don't know if it's still there or not. We were wondering, I think they turned that place into a, a woman like like a battered woman center or something so wow. i was thinking i kind of was like would they probably would cover that art <laughs> i would imagine uh -huh. they would be a little bit it would be a little bit like what the fuck was going uh -huh. on over here because we were a little dark we had a little darkness in there mixed with the That's light they, they uh, mix it in with the uh, institutional green i believe is the color that they use in most facilities but uh, i am going to check because uh, we were going to see because you never know it could still be there it's one of those miracles but yeah we were you, you got to check out that crazy spot we were in and uh you know, we've been friends since that point. I got, I got the, I got the bug here. I always forget which side it's on. I'm always like, is it on this side or this side? No, I, yeah. I remember. You know, yeah. you know, it's funny because I've been watching it the whole time. I'm like, man, that that looks familiar. I know those letters, right? And uh, obviously, getting lots of comments. But uh, a lot has changed since that time in your world. Uh, I mean, it's crazy, right? How yeah. like not only has the world changed, but your world has changed in drastic wow. ways. Not all great, of course. I mean, uh, health is the fucking toughest one to ask people about because you know, you know, as much as you want to know, you don't want to know because you don't want right. to know how bad right. it could be. Uh, You're yeah. kind of like, yeah. it's, a, it's a weird one, but basically, give us a kind of a synopsis of what happened and how it kind of like because it really popped out of nowhere in your world, right? It was kind of like, yeah. Well, uh, I I was doing my thing. I was just traveling the world. I've been doing that for the last twenty years, and like. I really was just mashing the gas, so it was all really, my, you know, brought on by my myself. But I just was like, I noticed like in the last year of traveling the world, like, was starting to lose traction on the momentum, and um, I'd been sick. I just, I, I knew I was sick, but I was like, really didn't. Um, you know what I mean? We're men. Yeah, well, you're like a lot of people. Like, we don't want to. You don't want to uh, yeah, acknowledge yeah, yeah, it, yeah. then you're sick. But if you don't acknowledge it, you're kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? You're kind of that little halfway zone yeah. where you can. Yeah, I was I was exhausted up. from never mm -hmm. sleeping and just traveling the world and just like you know, and then you know, I really had did everything I wanted to do in the tattoo industry. Really, I was just just going through the motions at that point, and uh, I was actually already in the process of trying to reinvent myself. And uh, just to stay pertinent to the game, because as tattooers, we must do that. Um, but I was at the top of the game. Like, you really couldn't get any higher as far as, like, being sought after around the world and actually being flown around the world. And um, there really was no more levels, or at least I thought. And um, when, you know, everything happened and I got the, the bad news, it was like... Uh, I always wanted to stay home and create art and make books, but not like this, you know what I mean? So you kind of got to watch what you wish for in life because you might just might get it. <laughs> but um, in hindsight, the cancer saved my life because I would have uh, definitely for sure, like, yeah, I'm all, I was all over the planet. So, you know, I might have been in another country and it's like, boom, you know what I mean? Like, I would have been asked out, but... Everything, right. yeah. When now that I look at it, everything, um, everything's all good. I mean, I'm very, very, I'm very happy. You know, I have a lot of uh, um, inner peace and balance. This thing really put a, uh, made me reflect on everything. So, um, aside from the actual, um, the 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 disease, I'm 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 pretty. Uh, I can't really ask for a better situation. I'm actually getting so much work done 
I'm just like yeah. doing the work of like eight to ten people. You know, people are um, not really taking advantage of the situation. I think a lot of people are, that are not sick, they still their mind is still one to go, 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 and try to get it and try to force things. But really, I just sat down and, and focused. A <laughs> piece just fell. Oh, uh, well, and that's, <laughs> that's how the Money Back movement came about, you know? As, as me trying to reinvent myself, I was looking for that next new hot thing. So the evolution of it was the Money Back movement because um, the Money Back movement is actually, was like, the face of a genre of tattooing that I actually single-handedly created. And that's like the trap genre, the street stuff, the, you know, America, America we influenced the whole world and many things, music, uh, you know, just the culture, everything. So um, same thing for tattooing. So we have like an American uh, street style of tattooing uh, that my art, you know, it conveyed that message to the people that had that mentality worldwide. So the money bag movement just, I actually came up with it at my place in London. I was staying in London for like three or four months. And um, I was just sitting there trying to, like I said, reinvent myself to come up with the next hot new thing. And then, it was that, and that, and, and that was like, what, a couple of years ago or? Uh, it was actually, uh, 2000 yes because i had went to uh it was right before i went to rio de janeiro it was it was the end of 2000 um uh 18 and okay. yeah, like two years. yeah in january in january i went to uh rio de janeiro and then uh after that that's when i my health had like took a nosedive and then that's when everything happened but um before that uh the money back movement just came to me because it was just like trying to, like I said, find that hot new thing, which being in the tattoo uh, industry, I've always been known as an innovator rather than, you know, I'm the one who tried to crack the concrete and try to evolve the industry. And um, so I felt obligated to do that, especially because the tattoo industry is like a, a school of fish. If something is dope, then you have thousands of purveyors that do that. And so it was just like, the big school of fish thing. So well, I find it amazing. I find it amazing when, when like, because it, it, it's like you tap into it a little bit, like where I, like I, I hear every time I hear ideas flowing from you from, and like, I, like from the mask to all the things. And I'm like, Oh my God, it's like nailed it again. Like, it's just, cause it's amazing how it keeps just developing more, you know? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. I'm like, wow, every, every, and that's, and that's the, cool thing with art in general is when people can relay messages that are super easy for other people to absorb and it's kind of means different things to different people um it's super it's like interesting because i think with with you know when people think of money bags in general it's like some people right away think oh crime you know what i mean other yeah. people think you know oh dream that's my dream i wish i had you know they don't even think about it they, like there's like different vibes it, it, and it everybody taps in, it taps into the universal uh, creative consciousness i almost feel it's like you know everybody has their own interpretation of the artwork and that just makes it that much more feasible in the sense that you may have one interpretation i may have you may have conveyed something and all three of us can you know juxtapose off of, off of that I mean, yeah it was cool. it was it was something that was uh unique uh, and that was rare in the industry it's it was unique and it just fit 
for the times, but the money bag move, the money bag itself was not just about the money. It's, it's, it is about the money, but it wasn't just about the money. It's also about your dreams. This one I had behind me. This one I had behind me at the sh on the boat, and this one is like the perfect one for the listeners and uh, yeah, because yeah. it's yeah. like everyone everyone gets that bag. Everyone gets that money bag right there because that, yes. that, that is a money bag in itself, yes. right? A bag yes. is always a money bag. Yeah, that's the money. That's the definitely pity me the money bag, but. But that, that's what it is. The money bag was the square grouper down here. Exactly down here. It's a square, square grouper. It's a square grouper. And, and uh, in general, it's uh, you know, it's it is one of those things where like you know, if you, as a kid, also every cartoon has always had like you know, that's that's the way that's the way it's always been portrayed. Where you know, later it became the briefcase, which is just super cokey and cheesy. You know what I mean? So yeah. that automatically yeah. makes, makes it feel <laughs> that skeezy. aluminum uh, briefcase. That's that's the skeezy super feel right there. Yeah. But with the money bag, you almost got it's almost poetic in a sense because it's old school. You know, it's got that old school yeah. vibe. Goes back yeah. to the to you know cowboys and Indians. And, you know, Middle Ages almost <laughs> money <laughs> little sack but now there's such a I had like it just played out beautifully through my uh through my like me having to stay at home it was just like the more I focused like extreme focus on one thing it just like had so many layers that presented itself to me and like so many applications to people's lives like no matter what you're doing or how you're getting your money or how you get in your bag I got a bag for you whether you're a farmer or you're, whether you're a rapper or whatever, whatever it is, I've created one for you to honor your, however you chose to get the bag, you know? So it really is so inspirational because it's really at the end of the day about your dreams and your goals, your aspirations, like I was saying earlier. So, and I mean, it's just like, everybody has, um, can apply it to their own way of, their own way of thinking you know so well, I, you know i always i always trip out when i'm in a place like you know any city for any city for that matter like you know here especially in in california and especially in places where i know there's a lot of people chasing that money but also with the same target and the same mentality and i'm like they, they can't all succeed you know what i mean i'm always just right. like how is this like how do these people even grind this hard to get because i know how hard it is when you have even four or five things going on at once yeah. even to make one of them land and keep everything the momentum going and, and it's like you know it's almost like you're building uh, a road in front of yourself as fast as you can yeah, you're riding the road and building the road like minecraft we can actually uh. keep yeah the fact that you can keep it going and then you know obviously there's times where it breaks down for everybody um and then that's when you need a bunch of homies to be around if i can keep it rolling but there's yeah. you know for the most part we all do this for you know 40 50 years 60 years and it's like holy shit, dude how is this going you know we're just like how do we keep this rolling and when now with times that are getting tougher and people are getting weirder you also have to become more creative yes but there's always a there's always a hustle and it's like crazy how the hustles change by you know, like it's almost like watching a sci-fi movie when you're like they're they're making up some bullshit. Like, yeah, I'll trade you four Ramacons for you know. And you're like whatever they are. But nowadays, it's like it's like info is 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 like worth more than anything. You know what I mean? So if you're like real smart and you get on a, and you have algorithms going and you're collecting all this bullshit, those are the smart guys. Yeah. But then there's like you know, I I'm not I'm never gonna be that guy. I'm still thinking like 
putting things together and nuts and bolts. And then, you know, there's artistic people like yourself who can just grind out work and make things happen. Um, but there's a lot of people out there that I just trip out. I'm like, how the fuck do those people survive? Cause they have no skills whatsoever. whatsoever. And it's like, holy fuck, they're, you know. They become NPCs, non-playable characters in the background of the game, I feel. Listen, listen, I say if, if I can do this battling cancer at home and not being able to even leave my house, like, like, man, you, everybody should be able to, to, to do yeah. it. You know, you just have to like re reassess the, situation in like you know it's, it's what you muscle. it's what you told me years ago so we never officially introduced you i don't think on the show i think you just slithered i just in. like you know what it is i just slithered I did one of these slithered in the side side <laughs> yo and then again whenever i deal with people like yourself or artists i don't know whether to call you by your tag by your name by your job, by your, so I let you do. I'll let you do. So, I might blow your cover. Up. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> like, don't like, ever tell anybody. It's like, that's like, when you see the like, artist go like, this like, go, like hey, goodbye. This is, this is Banksy, by the way. Oh fuck! Oh, was I not supposed to say your name's Banksy? <laughs> Shit! No. Oh, all this time. I'm like, who is, I'm like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? Who's that guy? Who's that guy? I don't know. Exactly. It'd be like, so, uh, it's like that. Um, my name's Asad Morales. I'm co-owner of Mark for Life, the VIP room. Uh, Chico's Mark for Life, the VIP room out in West Kendall, Florida. Um, I've been a tattoo artist for uh, 20 years. Um, I met Boog early in my tattoo career. Um, actually, funny enough, so a quick little side story. When I started, the urban tattoo flash was basically Boog. You went to a shop, the black and gray stuff was Boog. Back then, there was the, uh, it was almost like I, and Boog, correct me if I'm wrong, because I almost feel that you did it in quarters. You had the uh, East Coast stuff, the West Coast stuff, really solid in the Houston stuff. Then you went and you did a, you had a Japanese style set. Then you had one for all the uh, all the crews and the all world, the clicks. This for the yeah. whole world, bro. Yeah, he had a whole world. And then there was a very like back in the day, Boog never did color work for the most part. So there was a very select set that was an Alice in Wonderland Boog set that was a color set that he had done that was super hard to find. So um, Boog had always been someone that was on the walls uh, in in the uh, tattoo shops of me as an apprentice and me coming uh, early up into the game. So when I saw his artwork, um, it really was a thing that was going. And I, I learned how to script. I learned how to do a lot of my uh, setting up as far as like, what I noticed about Boog, Boog's artwork always told a story. And the crazy thing is the more you looked at the flash, the more you pointed out, oh crap, there's this and this and this and this. So it, it constantly got my brain thinking. So I was very blessed that one of my first times at a tattoo convention, which was the Dallas Tattoo Convention, um, I had met Boog and I'll never forget because right when you walked into the front of the, of the, uh, of the convention center, which was on a second story, it was July and uh, somewhere off the I-35 Boog, right? That's where that convention was? Yeah, bro. I, I, yeah. I spoke about so, it with you, bro. Something like that. So I see this gentleman, and he's there tattooing, and I'll never forget. He's doing he's doing this huge Virgin Mary, and the Virgin Mary's got the bullets around. I'm like, man, that's a bug piece. And one of my guys goes, because that's bug. Because at the time, you didn't really see bug. You you know, no one showed their face. No face, no case. So it was one of those things. Yeah. It was one of those things when I saw him. I was like, oh, man. So I made it a point to introduce myself. And then every convention, I made it a point to make sure that I got to the Dallas or the Oklahoma shows. And I would ask, I go, hey, is Boog going to be around? So one day I was blessed to actually spend time outside of the convention. And Boog, you know, Boog introduced me to that part of the industry of basically being, hey, you know, I like what you're about and come spend some time with me. So I, I was blessed enough to see his, his creative process, to go to his home, to spend some time with his family. And then Boog became one of my mentors in the black and gray style and that style. And, you know, I tried to 
to carry the tradition in the sense that I realized that that's a person that had mentored my artwork. Right. So I always kept in contact. Hey, what do you think? What's this? How do you do this? How do you do that? Because it was a particularity of style. And getting back to what Boog said, one of the most important things that he ever said, I'll never forget. We were uh, we were hanging out at a at a strip joint in. Um, we were in Dallas, Texas, and Boog was just chilling out. We were hanging out one day after a convention. He goes, Assad, you know why I am where I, where you know why I am where I am? He goes, because I'm that much less lazy than everybody else. And that was one of the things that stuck with me in the tattoo industry. I go, this gentleman's completely correct. He goes, I've traveled the world, I've done this, I've done that. And that schism that Boog was talking about about separating out from the tattoo industry, it opened my eyes because it was kind of like the office face moment where the guy unhypnotizes you or hypnotizes you. And I'm like, he's absolutely right. It was the school of fish mentality. And it was exactly what he said, where everybody was kind of following and not really creating. And then even myself, I realized that the true artwork in the industry was being able to balance your artwork, your credibility in the industry, your viability, and, you know, respecting those that got you where you're at. And, you know, knowing that you came from somebody and someone's gonna come from you and creating that legacy. So it became one of those things, whatever opportunity I had to incorporate the book style, uh, books artwork, you know, I network down here in the South Florida art community as much as possible. And I keep my name as viable as possible as well. And just kept it going. Yeah, any, and I mean that's that's and, me pretty much. I mean, like every time the, the main enough about the tattoo game. Like, I, mean, I want to like focus on the money bag movement before we get so the money bag. So the money bag movement was great because I came into this project because I saw these money bags and I was like, yo, like this is dope. This is some new stuff. And then you know you had come down and uh, you had told me about the whole. Mo I think we were eating at a at a Komodo one day and you told me about this money bag thing and then we just got really focused on the money bag movement and you know, you'd always spoke to me about it and it became something that was just instilled as the next, the next incarnation, the next thing that was going on with you. And I really, I, I just got behind it. I thought the character was cool. And you know, I started the same thing that you said. I realized that with all the things that you've done, it became something that there was a bag for everybody and, a, and then get a bag. And, after a while, even your social media, just the way you were handling it with putting all the bags out there. And there was, like you said, a bag for everybody. And, you know, and that, that pretty much puts us where we're at right now, which is on the verge of taking it, you know, you taking it to the next level the way you've been doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I, I um, thank you. For, uh, I, um, it's full speed ahead with it. It's like, basically, it's just basically an extension of, like, my mind. Like, it's like, I had to really maximize the potential of my own mind, being that I had my hustle taken from me. And I really closed the, 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 the door on that chapter about, it has, this has nothing to do with tattooing at all. It's just art. And um, so the fine art game or the gallery game is, uh, was always intriguing to me. And I've I seen far less talented people getting really, really secure in that industry. And, I wanted to always become a painter, uh, aside from like being a world famous tattoo artist. Um, it just doesn't do anything for me anymore. Uh, I needed a new challenge and painting was uh, definitely, just fell right into my lap being that I had to stay home uh, for these, uh, during these treatments or whatever. And um, everything just worked out beautiful. Um, couldn't really ask for a better situation in lieu of everything. And um, I get to express myself. I still have the whole world watching. And um, it just manifests into something beautiful. And the momentum is, is uh, 
phenomenal. I thought it would take me so much longer to get to where I'm at, but because it's so unique and distinctively mine, whereas there's always that great line between anybody else's style, like everybody's always appropriating ideals or swag or from other artists, and, and I've done it too, So, and, but the whole world usually does it to me. This money back movement is unique. There's nothing else like it. You have some of the artists that are out there popular now that have to use something that's already been established, like say the Monopoly Man or whatever, no disrespect to it, but mine is unique. My character has never been yeah, seen Yeah, and I think, I think, uh... It, 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 like I was saying earlier, it kind of it's it creates more ideas and it kind of spawns more things quicker. And you kind of, like I said, because of the fact that it means different things to different people. Um, yes. So one of the things we're, we're gonna, so we're we were we were talking about it last week, but I guess we can you know, without giving away too much, we can kind of talk a little bit about what we're planning, which is. Uh, now the show originally was based on our Basil, of course. Right. Our Basil, we just found out, got canceled a few days ago. Everybody kind of is is. I think what's going to happen though is there's going to be plenty of people who are going to think along the same lines as us. Is that you don't need to have an event like that to have a lot of art centric sort of events going on that don't have to be uh, packed with people necessarily because we're all online and we're all here we're doing a show completely remotely everybody's getting used to it schools are going remote everything's going remote and i think uh people are gonna realize that when it comes to art events and when it comes to things like that that the fact that it's a big waste it's, it starts to turn into a situation where you have too much going on at one time it's almost like a lot of festivals where you, you can't yeah you can't appreciate it because there's too much going on it, so there is such a thing i remember when yeah. basil first started it was a few smaller shows and now i think it's going to go back to that where it's exclusive and a lot more people are just going to be like hey there's this to do yeah let's uh, take full advantage of it i, I, I say i say it's a, it's a fantastic thing that they cancel it because it's because there's still that whole, the whole city, like, yeah. like expect, and there's really nothing going on in, De in the first week of December. But you still no. have all these people, all these artists, like, and I speak for one. I'm, I'm saying that spend their whole year for Art Basel. So you have yeah. all these, and they're, they're, everybody's going to still want to go, still want to be in Miami, still want to, like, so I think the people that are doing the, still doing, standing up and doing the, sh the uh, art shows, to still yeah. uh, uh, satisfy their, their, you know what I mean? Their, their taste for oh, their yeah. art. Well, it's going to be for the people, but also for themselves, because it's like, yes. you know, you can't, like, literally... Not, without, the circus, without the circus menta mentality yeah. that our battle has become, because it's, I've been the last few years, not the gotcha, but it just got too crazy. You can't, there's yeah. so too much going on. There's too many people. It was just like it was a circus. So yeah. without I that, think, yeah, circus it's like going to see. A, it's like when you can never see the band you want to see because they were playing at dueling stages. Yeah, and yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it took away. It, it, yeah, it basically <laughs> took away all the all the fluff, and I think yeah. you basically got down to the meat of the matter, which is you're there for the art and to see what the artists are doing. And I think that's what it's going to be this first time around. Yeah. So yeah, so, so the art show, the art show is happening. Uh, Rain, Sleater, Snow, my art show is happening, and uh, shout out to the whole team behind it that's putting it together. Uh, I, I really can't do anything except create. So I have a beautiful, wonderful team. Um, my friends, uh, Alex and Willow, are phenomenal. They're like my 
personal genies. <laughs> they love me to death, and like they have uh, given me an opportunity to um, really scream at the planet, you know, like scream at everything, life, the planet, the universe, an opportunity for me to scream at the top of my lungs artistically and let the whole art world know that, that you, you know, you can't get by anymore being, you know what I mean? Like you gotta really, really have to uh, hustle and like, I'm just, this is what unique looks like. This is what originality looks like. And uh, hopefully- and, well, and also one of the, and one of the main focuses of the whole event in general is gonna be that we're gonna be giving back. Yes. Uh, as much as that's we can. What, that's kind of what the money bag movement is gonna be all about. Little Robin Hood like, you know, yes. won't, be, won't be actually stealing from Rich, but we'll just be, you know, funneling all the money back to the right people. Appropriate. I, I say, I say, one of the reasons that I, it steered me away from the fine art game because I always had like, oh, I never really wanted to uh, paint the walls of rich, rich folks' house mansions and stuff. Like I, I felt that I, my message was so much more than that. And that's the reason I had lived my life like that thus far and uh, really making a, a difference and contribute to the evolution of my craft. And, yeah. but it's got me so far, but now I have a message and um, the vessel of, of the whole fine art, the global fine art game, or not fine art, but just the whole global art game is, is, is um, looking like something to eat for me, you know, it's perfect for what, um, I needed to, to get my message across. So, and I want my life to, uh, to uh, we all want our life to account for something, you know, something more than just whatever we're doing, you know, be meaningful. And uh, for me, having cancer has really, really made me grow at, just as a, oh man, it just really, really renewed my faith in humanity. So many things have um, happened that opened my eyes, so many people that were supposed to be there that weren't, and then uh, the people that were there that are in my corner now, which is very, you know, a small circle that are really, really in my in my circle. And, and it's, it's difficult to stick your nose in somebody else's cancer battle. It's depressed. I mean, it's so much work, it's so much heartache. It's like, so for the people that stand up and fight for me, Man, I can just, I'm speechless of their generosity of their time and their sincere energy, you know? So that's- well, That kind of stuff, that kind of stuff heals a lot faster than any kind of- Yes. But, or whatever, it's just like, you know, literally having that uh, security in your mind of knowing that there's people there that are, you know, in your corner. Man, is like yes. definitely positive, <laughs> definitely uh, like uh, effective on the, on the, makes the difference of uh, makes the world a difference but the main thing about this is to give back to the kids the children that are uh, uh, battling cancer because for me i lived an, uh, an amazing life and for the kids that have never even got to do anything the little kids that are dealing with cancer um, i'm trying to go hard for them and uh try to get uh now that i understand it even them getting a new toy or anything like that they can't get like that that makes the world a difference when you're going through chemo and you're feeling like shit you know you're feeling like 
hell and like especially if you're a child and don't understand life or haven't even experienced it but then still having to endure this oh man it breaks my heart i never complain because when i see them it makes me angry that they have to suffer like this i i'm probably deserve it for me i mean i don't know like i don't think i deserve it i'm just saying i'm just saying i don't mean like that man just like i, I, I know what you mean though my, i'm paying the piper we, we, we are balancing yes. the scales again yes and so for that even when i'm feeling the worst like and i think of the kids and i know one personally shout out little mikey he's uh has uh, is a nephew, a friend of mine, and he's has brain cancer, and like, even it really, really, really is upsetting, you know, just to think, like, you know, I've been traveling the world for twenty years and did three lifetimes, and people won't ever get to even duplicate what I've done. So, as far as life goes, yes, I had my uh, fair share of it, but for the kids that don't, I, even if I can, it trickles down, and I'm not talking about given to all these uh, cancer societies that yeah, the money was never, never get to them. Um, no, we're going <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, to get right to, to directly the to the kid or to yes. the family right away. Boom. Yes. That's, yeah. And that's enough for me. And that, and that excites me to the, it's, an, yeah. it's enough to give me that fight and give me like to keep, yeah. to keep going. And like, you know, I've already, and even the guy that played the black Panther, um, just here recently, rest in peace. Um, he and Lil Mikey both have really affected me personally. He inspired me, um, but Lil Mikey also inspired me. You know what I mean? So it was just like, I just like, uh, this cancer is nasty stuff. But what's more nasty than that is the treatments. Uh, the treatments are horrible. <clears throat> Um, and they really just zap the life out of you and you just have to fight, fight, fight. So, and, that, and that's what I'm doing. And, and that the money back movement is so, um, I'm so thankful that it's coming together the way it is. Cause it's like I said, it's giving me extreme focus. And because of that, I'm really, uh, I really feel that I can make a difference. Um, well, that's, I mean, hopefully that gets a start. And then yes. on top of that, we get the, uh, once it gets rolling. And I mean, for you, it's uh, the crazy part is, is like, you know, we're, we're, we're all about homeostasis and balance and things like that. And yes. when you're so out of balance, like the systems that you probably have to deal with right now, yes. it's like a whole, it takes like you have to oversteer in one direction to yeah. get back to this direction to get like, exactly you know, never in one like smooth thing. It's always like a uh, that's a good a way long, to put it. A long, a long term. It's like it's like like a boat. You know, sometimes you gotta you have to be careful you don't oversteer. You know? Yeah, <laughs> you no, you, you you hit it right on the button with that one, bro. You hit it with that. Yeah. You hit it right on the button with that one. But uh, I'm excited and um, I like I We're said. Excited. I just want to thank you for thank my whole team and the whole squad, which is just a handful of people, but that are yeah. really like uh, as passionate as about the money back movement as I am. And it's just like I looked around, and you definitely need a um, a team to do this. And I have the best team available. And, and um, thank you also. And um, so. Um, it's full speed ahead. Uh, we're having an um, art show in, in Miami. That's around the same the time the battle was supposed to happen. 
Uh, I don't right know here. the exact, exact page. <laughs> yeah, literally, like right here. It's, it's literally gonna be right, right here. Yeah. So we've got, yeah. we've got a location, so, we got a, we got a, we got a concept, and we've got a lot yes. more than that going on. You're gonna be putting together all sorts of uh, fun toys, I should say. Uh, Pro, quote unquote, there's, quote unquote. There's, there's toys. Yeah, coming. yeah. There's, there's toys coming of some sort. Yeah, that no, that's. Leave it yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. It's full speed. There's, there. there's, yeah. A, yeah, there's, there's things that, uh, I mean, like as, as they come around. I mean, like definitely some, some cool. The movement's a big thing. Well, the cool part is, like I said, when, when, when I heard your idea for the mask, and I heard like little things like the details coming together, and I know a lot of behind the scenes stuff where I'm just like, this is gonna be a real, real cool event. I look forward to sharing it with everybody. We'll probably, do, I mean, I'm sure it'll be. We'll do some special from for yeah. the Adam Dunn show it during it. I'll uh, because I think it's going to be one of those ones where people are going to be like, "Holy shit!" And obviously, I mean, we're not going to sit here and talk about weed during this because we have a short time to throw this together. But uh, Boog is one hundred percent. If he could be smoking weed as fast oh, as yeah. much as we are, yeah. he'd be doing it. Uh, listen, uh, <laughs> uh, listen. Yeah. I, I tell people, listen, Adam. I tell people it's funny because when I got cancer. Oh, thousands of people come out the woodworks telling me oh their their thoughts on different things and I was just like, Listen, when you get cancer, you can do whatever you wanna do. I'm gonna do yeah. what I gotta do. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? And I and I say that because the the mental part of cancer is oh man, that's the hardest part of everything, the mental. So every now and then I just gotta get lit, bro. Every now and then. I know it doesn't make sense, but shit the cannabis um is my mind it, it just like suppresses all it, it's just great <laughs> you know what i mean so every now and then when i can't take it i will get lit so sue me <laughs> well none of us are gonna hold that against I'm, yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not are you i'm not it's almost like you know i mean nothing has nothing in comparison so don't even take this yeah. as an insult but when i'm sick and i can't taste weed i get so depressed like like i can't smoke anymore and i go oh this life sucks you know what i mean and it's you know like what? and if you get to that point where it's sick when you're sick too sick to actually be able to appreciate the smoking part it's a real depressing thing you that's because you got those edibles on deck man you eat one of those and you just chill yeah. you kind of go into your own little like little corner there and you have a good time that's I feel yeah, let me tell you guys something as a cancer patient as a cancer patient the edibles they do they really really like the nausea is like for everybody out there who's not given edibles a chance i i don't want to hear another tweet or another email saying edibles don't work for me no way how about this start your day off with mark a good that. Mark 50 says that and we're going to test we're going to test him soon you, on that right? I, I challenge you have a 50 yeah. milligram gummy you say you're a smoker every day and you have a 50 milligram gummy on an empty stomach and don't oh. start smoking weed or dabbing okay give it 90 minutes you will have a whole new appreciation for the level of extraction technology that yeah. some of our friends at incredibles and other places agreed, agreed. And it's I, i'm i'm just I, yeah, yeah, feel, feel free to see, yeah, anybody that's in that game feel free to send me whatever to try out <laughs> A lab rat. How do, how do we get a? You know, we, how do we people get a hold of you? Do you have a PO box it, somewhere? Uh, I have a, a, a my inst easiest way is Instagram. It's it's Bookstar on Instagram. B o o g s t a r. I, I just and, looked at your your Instagram account though. 
You have nearly 200,000 followers. Um, so I, it, it, that's, I, I mean, those are all real. You're, yeah, you're yeah, very important said, real followers. Well, those are all real you know, followers. It's, it's, funny, followers. It's, funny because, it's funny because uh, what, as I'm in this battle and I have my, my, uh, my lady and my baby my, here and there, I think, you know, we're alone because we're just in the house alone. But sometimes, like, when I'm creating art, like, I'll go on live, and it's just, like, the love I get from around the world, it really makes the world a difference. And, like, so everybody yeah. that does follow me and that really genuinely roots for me, I, with, not that it, at the end of the day, it, it, it does matter to me. It really does make a world of difference of people genuinely rooting for me to, to get through this and, when those days that you don't have a fight, uh, they do the fighting for you. You know what I mean? And, and all the love and prayers is amazing. So, uh, but awesome. yeah, the followers um, definitely uh, um, are going into this new adventure with me. And so, so everyone who is listening, thank you for the support. You know, thank you for the support. So. Thank you. Um, so we got to wrap it up because these guys want to. They want to go home. They're like, what? Till when? I was like, yeah. So, can we borrow the car and take it around? For a yeah, yeah. Bit? Let's grab the Lambo and okay. get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah. It's already got a little damage on this. I mean, it's not. We can do more damage. We'll, too. We'll we just yeah, we'll be like, it already had it. That wasn't me. That was that you? That wasn't me. <laughs> it's already got damage. Whoa, 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 whoa. Stop the uh, clock. You damaged. No, no, no. There's somebody Lambo? else damaged. That wasn't us. No, no. There's somebody. There's one here, and it's got a little. It's ding. got a little ding a ding on so the I side. So I can say, hey, the ding a ching, you know, no problem. Now I want to thank uh, Boog for calling in. I want to thank also, uh, obviously, uh, thank Gringo you, Boog, for hanging out when he was here, and we'll get to hang while we're here a bit more often. I'll go check out his shot while I'm here. Might as well. Yeah, gotta go. Adam, Adam, thank you for the bottom yeah. heart. Thank oh, you thanks, Boog. Of course. Yeah, and I look forward to our event out here. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, we, we'll all be back in here with all his toys and all that fun shit. <laughs> toys. Yeah. I have I have a month I have a month and a half left to these treatments, and then I have a month and a half to uh, to get my strength yeah. back. So no, we know we know we're here, we're here for you. We know how fat how much work you can put out. So yeah, I have yeah. No, no no worries there. Yeah. The show's gonna be awesome. Uh, I want to thank all the chat gang for checking in. I want to thank Dave and, and MTI, obviously, for making this thing work out. I want to not thank uh, the... What the fuck is the name of this stupid thing again? Oh, yeah, this one is iRig. iRig Pro is a piece of swag. I bought it. It's not pro. It's iRig. Is it Bush? It's Bush. It's crash. Yeah. So that didn't work out. But uh, we will talk soon, and uh, I'll see you guys next week. Hopefully, we maybe even do. It might be a part three. It might be a part three of Miami. Nice. I get to wear the shirt at least three times now. <laughs> why don't you, why don't you, you send like Mark and I those shirts right now? No, you will I'll wear them on the show part. Friday. Yeah, maybe. No, you want me to send you shirts right now? Like, yeah. You're driving a Lambo. You can't fucking do a FedEx box. Give me a fucking break. No, I was driving a McLaren. Dude. I wasn't driving a McLaren. Oh, <laughs> One of what? How many in the world? I think it's like 12 or something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's there was a McLaren is. parked on my street. Right down the block. Yeah. Nice. It was there nice. only one day. It was white. No, terrible color for a McLaren. All right. Oh, thanks, Dave. Thanks, Boog. Hey, I got a shout out. My wife Heather is actually appearing on the Food Network and, uh, doing Halloween Wars. Don't end yet. Food Network Halloween Wars. Go see my wife Heather. Peace. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hollow. Cakes? It's premiering uh, next week.
on Friday. Nice. Okay, well, take us out. Yeah. Take us out with an outro. Right. And I'll see you next week. Peace. Thank you, everybody. Peace out, guys. We don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. Why not smoke the natural herb? Some call it marijuana, some call it sensimedia, some call it lamb's bread, and some people call it.